uh, I've, I did all of November sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of it. It was nothing bad. Yeah. Like, you know, it wasn't like, I wasn't sick bad, but yeah. my wife and I just kept passing a cold back and forth to mm-hmm. each other. Mm-hmm. And it was either just coughing or, I think coughing is probably the worst part of it. Not because of anything other than when I cough, I cough so I can't sleep. Mm-hmm. Right as I doze off I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I wake right back up. Yeah. It's horrible. I'll take the sneezing. I'll even kind of take the sore throat, but the sore throat, I get that thing where like you swallow and your ear hurts. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I had that. I for, just had that. Yeah. Swallow, ear hurt. My throat was hurting. Even though my tongue hurt. I'm like, my tongue hurts. How yeah. does the back why of this, my tongue yeah. hurt this bad? Why what is this did getting I in do? the game? Yeah, yeah. What's this, why I had you? a fever. I was like, am I a toddler? What is happening right you now? You know, that's one thing I never get. I never get a fever. <laughs> that's what I was like, when was the last time I got a fever? I can't even tell you. I don't know. My wife has a fever right now. I'm, <laughs> I'm just guessing. I'm just guessing she's at like 101 right now. It's just the way that her life is. Yeah, and in she's a couple never days, that's where you're at. Six. She's 101 <laughs> so, or 95. Like, she just... She and she and that's I think because I'm getting older too I'm getting sicker more. Mm-hmm. But she was the one that always gets sick. Like I barely ever. I think I got like the flu one time in the 15 years that we've known each other. And You're then, lucky. Yeah, I'm, I'm not even. I technically, I never even really had COVID. She got COVID, <laughs> uh-huh. and I was like, well. Obviously, you're going to quarantine. like, I'm going to go out, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So I quarantined with her. Yeah. But you never tested to see if you were No, because it was like, I got sick like two days later, and I was like, we're just going to stay in for two weeks anyway. <laughs> but like two of the times where I 100% should have had it, someone called me, was like, hey, I got it. I'm like, oh, I definitely have it. Mm-hmm. I didn't get it. Huh. I quarantined like three times, and I never ended up having it. Look at you. So I, I got it. The life of a badass. Yeah. I was like, I got it. I'm over here like, what am I doing wrong? It's probably all the junk food I eat, and I don't eat vitamins or vegetables. <laughs> like, my yeah. body's like, yeah, so it's about Well, you're time. not even trying. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, then others, I know people that have had COVID three times. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, what are you doing wrong? I but, mean, COVID helped me kick my caffeine habit, though. Oh, it started mine. It started mine. I never drank coffee. Because you were so exhausted? Yeah. Exhausted. I was bored. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you're just sitting around, like in in, in your house, you can't go outside. Like Mm -hmm. a cup of coffee is pretty entertaining. Oh, yeah. No, it actually gives you like this warmth, not just inside your body, but like in your soul. I did a coffee like like, cycle. Like I started off with the bullshit coffee that's basically (laughs) a milkshake, like lattes (laughs) and all that kind Uh of that Starbucks stuff. And I slowly moved to just like coffee with some cream and then... Coffee and then sugar and then just black coffee and now all I drink is cold brew, and like a professional. Yeah, <laughs> like I a feel, Starbucks barista. Yeah, and I'll throw in like oat milk too. That way, people know I'm safe on the planet. Oh my god. Yeah. So I currently in the last like a little of hipster months. in there. Let me throw a little oat milk. That's a little hipster. Just yeah. a splash of hipster. Yeah. Keep them guessing. <laughs> but I'm like, then I wear like a Browns jersey and they're like, I don't get it. He oh. ordered oat milk, but he got a Browns jersey. What fuck's this dude's deal? I worked at Starbucks for four months. Four, four months. months. Yeah, yeah. Four months uh, randomly. Uh, after COVID, I, I got furloughed from the radio station. Mm. They let me go. And I was like, well, what do I do now? Yeah. And I was like, well, you know, I love coffee. I work at Starbucks. Do what you love. I was like, why not? I was like, I can manage a team of teenagers and young 20-somethings. This is fine. What was your experience? They're very nice every time <laughs> I go not- there. Every There's a, in Fairview Park, it's mm-hmm. right by... Uh, uh, my jiu-jitsu school and all of us always go to the same Starbucks usually like after like morning class they're so nice there mm-hmm. if I go through the drive through if I go they're just the nicest people yeah like I'd be like what do you want coffee I'm guessing pick one fuck well they're the same as comedians once you know the mic's off we're all like oh my did you hear that guy <laughs> at the drive through like oh gee, what did he want no ice of course there's ice in it how else do you make a frappuccino 
Like, I mean, we would, <laughs> you definitely would do all of those things behind the scenes, <laughs> but you're nice up front, of course. Yeah, you know, know, great I, customer service. You know, they get that dumb order. <laughs> just like, I'll have a coffee, but uh, no cream and no sugar. Like, oh. So black coffee, you yeah, idiot. Yeah. No, like, I no, swear. just regular coffee, like black coffee. <laughs> you know how it's black when we hand it to you. Is there ice in an iced coffee? Me like, like, no, yeah, never. Well, we should try that. Oh, well, well, you know? Well, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna run <laughs> that up. Would you like ice in it, yeah. <laughs> or would you not you know like what? ice? You're in You're the first it? person like, that's gonna get it, you little trailblazer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't. I mean, I've waited tables and stuff before. I think that's. I, but yeah, mm-hmm. working at a Starbucks has got to be way worse. It's very. Um, Stressful on a different level because in the mornings, and especially if you have a drive through that Starbucks, it's oh, yeah. very busy. And you have to be able to manage that. How do you – the stress. And I, I would tell my kids who are working, you can't live paycheck to paycheck. If you live paycheck to paycheck, you screw yourself, and then we end up getting backed up. And you end, you're, like, in the weeds because really, realistically, the way Starbucks works – is when you get to the window, your drink should already be made. They should actually potentially be handing you your drink before you even pay for it. So that that's how fast it should be done for you and ready to go, and that you should be in and out that drive-through window in thirty seconds. So, you know, so they have a for real. Somebody sat down with a mathematical timing plan of how long it takes to make an espresso and get it to the drive. I mean, everything. It's yeah. that planned out. Um, so. It's just funny how they do it. And you're in that zone. You're not allowed to leave your area. You have specific area. They have quadrants, yeah. Yes. And so it's supposed to be a team game. So it's like if you live paycheck to paycheck, eventually the stress gets to them and they're not so happy. And then as a shift manager, how do you manage that and get them to get back on their game and still maintain a positive, fun attitude? And that way they're happy at work too <laughs> because you want them happy. Because if a barista, you know, is mad and wants to leave the line, you're just screwing the team. So Well, they got to figure out that Fairview Park one, man. They are very nice there all the time. I, I mean, honestly, I got paid decent wage. I, they have great benefits. Yeah. You know, I, you could they even pay for part of your school if you want to go to school. I, is it's they really? really? Yeah. I didn't I, know that. Starbucks is a, and they do a 401k, put away. You're technically, you're not even called an employee. You're called a partner because you technically own a piece of the company. I mean, okay. it is, they are very, I would say, a really awesome company to work for. It's just who you work with. You know, and and any place that you work, it's the same. Do you like who you work with? Do you not like, you know, and there's always a couple that you're like, oh, that guy doesn't work as hard as this person or whatnot. Everywhere, yeah. I mean, we're all hopped up on caffeine anyway. So you're out, like we get a free drink before work, you know, a free drink at work, a free drink right after work if you're done, like within 30 minutes. So you're hopped up on caffeine. (laughs) So it was a great place for me to drink my my coffee milkshakes. That's when I got addicted to coffee milkshakes. Uh, They blend this up with, I was like, pfft. I started making mine with heavy whipping cream. I'm like, give me vanilla powder. Now I know all the secrets. So I make the best things. I'm like, give me this. And all the baristas can tell that I was either a former barista or I currently work at Starbucks by my order. Um, But I, right after that, I got COVID not long after. And then I would just coffee tasted like shit to me. So did you lose, did you lose taste and smell? Just coffee. Coffee was the only thing that I could not drink. I was like, this is disgusting. So every day I would make it, I would bring it into work every day and go on my social and go, let's see if it tastes good today or not. I'm like, nope, not yet. That is bizarre. I think I went almost two months without drinking coffee. So long that after a while I stopped making it and then 
I, now I don't need it to wake up in the morning. Okay. And I was that person of, I need this right away. Brewing or already brewed when I wake up. First sip has to be coffee. And now I just, I try to do water. I wake okay. up and have water. And then if I feel like it within, you know, a couple hours, I might make a little small cup just for comfort, you know. I never, ever, 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 it was very rare that I have coffee. And now I, I do, I have it pretty much every day. Yeah. Um. But my wife was like, since you're getting into coffee, you can't drink that milkshake shit. Like, you have to just just drink coffee, mm-hmm. you know? And then we had to slowly just find, kind of find the thing that I liked and that I could drink. And now that's just that. Even in the cold, I just like cold brew. That's just what I want. Yeah. Summer, just, winter, I, I, it doesn't matter to me. I just, I like that. Yeah. Some people roast their beans differently, too. Yeah. You know, yeah. with different things or how long they roast them and stuff can change the flavor so drastically. Some people don't like Starbucks, just regular Starbucks coffee. If you drink it black, it might have more of a bitter taste to it. it you know, it does. You know, because this just happened. It's actually still in our fridge right now. Is that <laughs> I went to uh, I went to the store. I think it was at Whole Foods or I don't remember. I was picking up coffee and I accidentally grabbed instead of just unsweetened. I grabbed Sudley sweet, uh-huh. and it tasted like. I, and I didn't realize until I made one, I drank it. I was like, what the hell? This tastes terrible. This tastes, I gave it to my wife. This tastes really funny, right? Mm-hmm. And she went over. She's like, you grab subtly sweet. I'm like, that is not subtle. <laughs> like, that's that just, it, it tastes like I, you just slammed a whole bunch of sugar in there. Wow. But that's just from, but that that's my, I'm accustomed to, and now just like that, and when it changes, I become a child yeah, yeah and everything is wrong and i kick and scream <laughs> i didn't even know they do like three different regions of coffee where it's like oh this coffee from over here tastes more like chocolate this coffee over here oh, is yeah. more earth notes you know they're like in asia it's more earthy yeah, I'm and i'm like wait what i was like you know like yeah depending on the humidity and of, of course you know everything like that environmental changes yeah of how it changes the coffee flavor i was like you had to learn all this crap before <laughs> even getting on the floor at starbucks you need to know everything about coffee <laughs> yeah well but it makes sense that I think that that they have those types of benefits because again on the surface everyone's like it's coffee like it's not I've been in there and I've yeah. seen that that mom walk in with that that puffer vest on <laughs> you know and they all I don't know are you issued a puffer vest once you hit a certain like income bracket I would say age age and income I when would you hit forty five right? and if you're if <laughs> your income yes, that's the age forty five and if it. you if mm-hmm. you're of a household income of two fifty or above they're like congratulations welcome to the club here's your Eddie Bauer <laughs> what puffer color vest. would you like <laughs> yeah we have Powder it in blue. red green or bitch <laughs> <laughs> but I've seen that woman mm-hmm. walk in and you know order the dumb like can I have a coffee half calf half pump double vanilla latte yes. but make sure it's extra foam but not too much foam because i'm allergic to foam <laughs> and you're like and this woman just like, mixes like, it up, like the there you go man some 16 year old mixes yeah. it up and he's like here you go miss and then like keeps her composure even though the woman's like it'll do but it's not the best I'm like god oh yes fuck i've you. had some some aggressive people about their drinks not liking their drinks i mean everything and i'm like it is it is an art no matter what because you're oh no it is it's an art even though we're doing a a recipe always for it is four pumps this two pumps that a little splash it still can turn out differently depending on who makes it well you know and you 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 were saying like you know (laughs) people think that you're the work there used to work there whatever like that there are people that will be like, all right, well, you know, this recipe that's on the menu that everyone uses is four pumps of whatever. Mm-hmm. Someone that the puffer vest lady discovered that three pumps is what she likes. Yeah. And she's like, I know it's four pumps, but I like three pumps. Mm-hmm. And everyone behind the counter is like, she can't tell a difference. But 
<laughs> that's the thing that she's going to kind of harp on. Like, this tastes like four pumps. Mm-hmm. No. I'm going to let it go because I have to get to, well, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I worked at the one over in Avon, so it is very oh, much shit. more okay. of a, you know, uh, turned up nose There's a area. high puffer vest ratio <laughs> yes. over there. <laughs> so it is very much like that. And it is a very busy Starbucks. Yeah. I, 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 one of the busiest in that area, you know, if you compare it to other ones or surrounding they're insane. So the mornings would be, the mornings were tough. I, yeah. well, I loved nights. I loved working nights. They were more chill. Yeah. People coming for coffee and oh, well, yeah. they're more chill. They're more like, you can have more fun with them too. Yeah, morning the drive through. Morning's like happy hour at that bar across the street from <laughs> There's like people Wall waiting street. for yeah, it to open, yeah, you, you know? That, yeah. <laughs> waiting in the drive through line for oh. you to open. And if they're there and you're pretty much, if the special machines are on, you're ready to go. Yeah. So you get them going with their drinks. But I would also say, like, get them in, get them out. Why take so yeah, long? Yeah, yeah. Why get a dilly-dally around getting the cups of filling stuff? Like, get them out of here. Make their drink and let them go. Like, that is, that's the whole point of this. So yeah. if you want to take forever, and some of my kids, too, just cleaning and stuff, slowly. They're like, why? Do you want to be here till 2 in the morning? Like, I don't. So if you could just sweep faster... I mean, still the same efficiency, though. If you could get it all done at the same <laughs> like, rate, you know? I could do this in 10 seconds if you just <laughs> like, want me to do a once-over. Yes, yeah. I mean, for real. Um, but it, it's cool to know the inside workings, though, when I am there and there's a long line and I see things that they're doing wrong. That's what I like to point out when I'm, like, in my own head of sitting there waiting and, like, <laughs> that I like to they, point out when they're doing it wrong. Oh, I we I all was, enjoy that. I was pretty upset the one day, and I was, and I'm telling a lady because everybody around me is upset too, waiting for their drinks, and I'm like, "Well, I worked at a Starbucks, and uh, what they're doing right now is not the way that you're taught to do it. Doesn't so that feel... that's why we're all backed up, and yeah. that's why we're all here waiting for drinks, pissed off. So isn't that kind of a good feeling that you can explain to someone because like you have an inside, like you know. Like you were in Nam, but it was you know Starbucks. Yeah, yeah. And, but does, but you're like you're like, like you know like, why this is going the way it should be. <laughs> I have this burn on my finger. Let me show yes. you. You know third, why I have this yeah. burn right here. Yeah. So section three is section three is falling behind. They look short staffed. <laughs> it is. I um I never knew. Had no idea that at a drive-through Starbucks they have two espresso machines. One espresso machine is dedicated fully for the drive-through. The other is for mobile orders and walk-ins. So when you walk in. You think, there's two espresso machines. Why is my drink not made? There's only two people in here. No, because that one is specifically making drive-through drinks. So even if there's only two people in here, you know, like you're waiting on this person it's to designated. make your drinks. But there might be 10 mobile orders before you're walking. So she's making those 10 mobile orders right now. And so even though you don't see anybody else in the Starbucks... There's technically a line in front of you, a virtual line. So you have to wait. But I, I like to tell people that because they sometimes will, you know, uh, take their steam out a little bit. And they'll, oh, oh, that I didn't know that. I thought that they're just taking my order and there's nobody here. So I, my drink should be made in I a second. I forgot about the mobile order thing because I, I've never done that uh but the few times I have actually walked into a Starbucks, every time I walk in, I mean, the counter is just full of cups. And I'm like, I kind of just want to sit here and mm -hmm. I want to wait for the person to walk in and take a sip. I'm like, this is cold. <laughs> and then they're going to be like, yeah, well, we made it on time, dummy. You showed up late. Did you know you could ask for it extra hot? What does it mean, man? I don't know what that, what is extra hot? There's like, there is a temperature gauge on the espresso machine. And it's set to a specific temperature, whatever it is, 110, whatever it is for the I just thought know, that person was. But you yeah. can ask, hey, could I have it at 125? 
Or you could I didn't go, know that. you know what? 110's too hot. Could I have it at 100? Can you put it down for me? It's too hot whenever I get it. And you can ask. I mean, that's how customizable Starbucks is to making your perfect drink, how you like it to be. And that's why they've made $13 billion since we've been talking about this. And honestly, the merch is so great that I got addicted when I worked there. So I get it. With these girls who are obsessed with the cups, the cold cups and all this stuff. And I know the people mugs, that have the, so official, nice. the official Starbucks <clears throat> makers, like coffee makers. Mm-hmm. I know people that have those. I have oh people that have the espresso machines. Oh my gosh. Those cups are all over the world. I mean, it's like... I mean, they're like McDonald's. Yeah, no, they they just don't brag about like on the sign about how many people they serve each day like McDonald's does. No, yeah, because people would call. Hey, uh, I know that there's cups coming out. Do you guys are you putting them on the shelves? Are they on the shelves now? Are they? I mean, they would add, and you'd be like, no, they're on sale tomorrow morning. But they would wonder, do you guys have the green tumbler? And I was like, this is amazing. Now at the radio station, you have the same kind of thing. You know, people who are. Um, more apt to trying to win things, yeah. you know. You, you would call prize pigs, like people who really want to win a lot. And they and some people are really good at it. I don't know. They are just lucky. They have us. They're strategic, but they are doing the same thing. Of okay, when are you guys doing that contest? I mean, they're calling and asking questions. They're online, you know, doing the research. I was like, and that's how these people acquire these cups. Uh, like, but so I would. I wouldn't. I would not. I wouldn't do well at something. When someone called me and said, hey, what's going on with the blue 10th anniversary edition tumblers? I'd be like, do you have kids? Where are your kids at? How is this the biggest? We just opened. You called at 601. How, why is this your biggest concern today? This is the puffer jacket lady that is sure, waiting around. Yeah. You know, this is, but that is the, that's her that's board the dazzle. That's the something of her <laughs> that's, life that's that her she's board waiting meeting. for. That, you know? This is yeah. her, this is her <laughs> big meeting. After Target, she has, you know, has yeah. a meeting at Starbucks. Oh, I mean, she, that is <laughs> She's oh uh God. yeah. I always feel like the puffer vest lady every time I go and get groceries from the 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 store, like the, the pickup order. Mm-hmm. You know the thing that's just turned into because oh, I, I love actually, pickup. I do too, but like one. But I always feel like in ass when I sit there and there's like some. There's just like, you know, some smaller woman loading my groceries. But the last <laughs> time at Whole Foods when I got out of the car, the woman's like, "Look, I, you're actually we're supposed to put this in the back, and you're not supposed to get out of the car." And I'm like, "Is that true?" You're like, as if you're getting arrested or something. Like, stay in the vehicle, sir. Yeah. What are you doing? Like, get back in the car. Am I, am I you're being like, detained? Um, <laughs> yeah. am I so now I just sit right there now? and I'm just like, put it in the back. Some like seven year old lady pushes oh it out there and lugs like 80 bags in there. And I'm just like, thanks. Have a great day. Oh. I feel like such an ass. Man. Oh, see, I'm cheaper than you. I go to Walmart. I do Walmart pickup. I can't do Whole Foods. I don't, you know, I mean, now I'm near, I'm closer to a Whole Foods. Oh, I we should. do. We do a few. Uh-huh. So we do like, Giant Eagle marks because there's there's and Are you even, looking for deals. Oh yeah. Oh, you're shopping around for deals. Oh yeah, like 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 Target has because my, my wife does all the, the 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 groceries and we do all of our prep on Sunday. So Sundays when we go to the store, but we found that like Target has cheaper certain things. Whole food Whole Foods got good. I think like uh, the produce and the veggies. Yeah. She likes theirs from there. Mm-hmm. But like I think uh, some of the other ones like the different cheeses and the yogurts. It's much cheaper at Target. Yeah. And then the Giant Eagle, she's right across the street. <laughs> yeah. So and they're all we'll, close in yeah. vicinity, which yeah, is nice. You're not like spending a ton of gas driving around no, to get no, deals. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. So so we we we'll do the pickup first, and then we go hit up. Usually uh, Target, mm-hmm. and then we'll hit up Giant Eagle for whatever's left. Marks if we need something other kind of specific. But like, yeah, yeah she's found the the cheaper 
stuff that she likes from each one of the stores. Mm-hmm. And then, then we just kind of divide and conquer. I'm like, you know, like, I'm like, I'm going to be in Fairview Park. She's like, can you stop at that Target? And you can you pick up yogurt because we're out of yogurt and they have the they have the best price for yogurt. I'm That's like, so yes. funny. And my keychain, I have all these stupid fobs on it because mm-hmm. I have to make sure I keep getting the points. Yeah, which yeah, is fine. yeah. It's I cool. know. Collect those points. That's yeah, right. Hey. Rewards are always, you know. Oh, and at she's least like, I'm like, oh, I got a dollar off. Yeah, you use that dollar right now. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, oh, 43. <laughs> yeah, now it's 42. Yeah. <laughs> I'll saved take us, every dollar. Yeah, she saved us seventy thousand dollars a year. Oh my gosh. Because we'll like we'll go to Target and she and I feel like those extreme coupon people mm-hmm. like you know she's like this and then before she scans it before you know she scans on our phone before we put it in the cart yeah, that's what like, I this did is too. on sale yeah. this is on sale yeah she's great at that oh no and it's now we know I do um let me scan it to see how much it is at Walmart when yeah, I'm at yeah, Target yeah, yeah. or somewhere I'm like oh <laughs> let me see it's forty cents cheaper at Walmart and I'm like well I'm here at Target do I want to pay the forty cents convenience of being here. Okay, <laughs> you know, and it just depends on the day or what yeah. the product is, and then so I'm like, we don't have a Walmart. What is the closest Walmart to us? Probably Great Northern around there. I think that's the closest. But I would one. say their produce. I I Oberlin Walmart. I love their produce. Okay. I feel and and I know that Walmart, depending on the Walmart where it's located, if it's a really amazing Walmart, they'll send better produce to okay. those. And Oberlin Walmart, I, their produce was always fabulous. So I would go there specifically just because I knew. I'm gonna get a little bit better than the Lorraine Walmart. Like I, so I was choosy about that. Your Walmart, or, you know, kind of connoisseur. Yeah. But Giant Eagle also has better cheeses. If I want to make a charcuterie board and you're looking for an assortment, you know of what cheeses. our hack is? Aldi, <laughs> Aldi. Oh, has some good. Aldi has good, pretty good cheese choices. And it's significantly cheaper because mm-hmm. we also do the same thing. Someone put a cheese board in front of me like five years ago, and I'm like, "What have I been doing that I haven't? <laughs> this hasn't been a part of my life." Oh, it's a good. It's like a dinner for it's, me. A oh, spread. Oh, no, we do. Dinner. We'll do it for dinner. Right? That'll be our like, dinner. We'll yeah. do cheese and crackers, mm-hmm. and then like you know, I'll the, throw the, some grapes on there, maybe some nuts, some tiny little pickles. I don't really know what they're called. Those little gherkins. Gherkin. Mm, that's what it's called. Gherkins. Yeah, but yeah, mm-hmm. we found out. Aldi, actually. If we're going to do that, we go to Aldi. It's literally like half the price. I would say, because you could spend a lot of money just on a few cheeses, and you're like, oh, this is a $50 charcuterie. I only bought four cheeses. Like, how did I do this? That's what it is, because we will usually get four cheeses, Mm -hmm. because we like the variety, Yeah, but it gets pricey, because some Mm -hmm. of those are like seven, eight, nine, ten bucks. For a tiny wedge. But Aldi, it's literally like half. I'm going to have to check it out. You should. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, this is always uh, when I go on dates or something, like I'm like, I love cheese. I'm like, that is one of my number one things. I'm like, if you need to know anything about me is I love cheese. And my dream is to have a cart that comes by with a plethora of cheeses that I get to choose from. I was like, that is my number one. <laughs> oh, Al- Albatross does that. That's the only uh-huh. place I know that does that. But I mean, that's a super fancy place. I mean, it's not like... They no, come out yeah. they're like, do you want craft singles or pepper jack? Like these are like these this is Would you like Pepperidge Farm? No, yeah, that's yeah. not <laughs> Which I do all the time. Cracker barrel. They have the slice. Oh, cracker barrel is so good. But the uh but they'll bring it out and they'll tell you the history of the cheese. Like this oh, cheese yeah, came from like. the Andes Mountains. It was from a goat. This goat was from royalty. Mm-hmm. And since that has come <laughs> this cheese. And and there's twelve of them on there. And this person went to, I don't know, cheese tech and they know everything about cheese. Mm-hmm. And uh I'm just like, this is so silly. Secretly, I'm like, I'm a little turned on. This is so amazing. How do you know so much about cheese? Tell me more about cheese. Should we exchange information? There's a show I was watching on Hulu called A Cheese Lover Story or A Cheese Lover. A Cheese Lover Story is the name. Um, And it's a 
guy who is one of the youngest like cheesemongers, but he is like one of the most knowledgeable out there. And he go he was he travels all over to tell you how this cheese is made and where it started and how why it tastes the way it does and every, and I was like, this is a show perfect for me. I was like, because this is, uh, but I love that. Um, it's weird and, that they give them, they're given the name monger though. Like a I, wine is, connoisseur mm -hmm. is a, is a uh, sommelier, yeah, uh, a beer connoisseur is a Cicerone, mm -hmm. and then cheese, like monger, I don't know. Yeah, that's It's right. like they just gave it, that's right by, that's Maybe like Maybe that's mongrel. like the noise you eat. that's probably what it is. Hey, I'm a monger. <laughs> like, let's pump the yeah. brakes. We all know where this cheese is going. It's just going to get put on a, <laughs> it's just going to get put on a cracker and it's going to get shoved in someone's face so maybe uh, we're just gonna call you a cheesemonger you're not that important no as i went to um electric forest it's a music festival out in rothbury michigan love it love edm music and this past year they had a cheese bodega and it was this giant yellow tent of course and they had a guy in there explaining different cheeses and you could buy cheese <laughs> i was like this is amazing <laughs> so we every time we were meeting our friends we'd be like we got to meet by the cheese bodega <laughs> like that is it's an eyesore everybody knows where it's at <laughs> like so the whole it's like four or five days <laughs> you're like the you bodega to, man <laughs> you ever going to grandpa's cheese barn yeah oh yeah okay. oh yes yeah. i used to actually have to for some reason have to spend a decent amount of time in Mansfield for work, mm -hmm. and I would always hit that place up. On yeah, R.I.P. Grandpa. Yeah, because there's yeah. nowhere. Why else would you go to Mansfield? No well, disrespect, I mean, I Mansfield. do like you know going to the reformatory. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I am totally into walking in, especially when they do it as a haunted house. It's yeah. pretty sick. Oh, uh, that is true. Yeah, they do yeah. have a very good um, haunted house. I know that place is actually getting better. Uh, Aurelio Diaz, he's one of the councilmen. He came on, and he and I were were talking about that, but. Uh, He's like, it's one of those places that's, it seems like it's doing well. I haven't been there and I'm probably never going to go. But it, I, I mean, why would I? I don't like going down the street. I'm not going to Mansfield. <laughs> so you mentioned the radio show, uh, oh, the radio mm -hmm. station a couple of times. So now that it's about 25 minutes I in. we were chatting. Yeah, yeah 25 <laughs> minutes in. Chatting. We've covered cheese and we've covered the Starbucks structure. <laughs> I should probably at least say your name once. Oh, I guess, yeah. So Crystal Elise, 96.5 Kiss <laughs> FM. Thanks for coming. Thank you for having me. And thanks for like kind of hipping it up too. I like your Misfits T-shirt. Oh, you know, I was like, even though I'm on a pop station, I was like, I really love the Misfits. So. That's only a, but like in in, but in the days of like you know the Misfits, like that was the thing. But now, now everyone likes pop. Everyone likes punk. Everyone likes everything. There's so much out there. There's no reason to stay in one little lane. Yeah, the only thing I don't like though, country. I mean, I know a lot old. of it. I, like I know old. a lot of it. I can do some old country. I only I have one favorite country song, and it's Billy's Got His Beer Goggles On. I believe it's by Neil McCoy, and it is a just dorky, like I don't know. He's at the bar. He you know he his lady broke up with him, and it's just such a goofy song that it makes me feel good, even yeah. though it's a sad song. And I just I my girls would drag me out in college to country night, and so that's how I picked up on that song, and I've loved it ever since. But other than that, I mean, I'll stomp my foot to the music because it's music. I'm like, and I've I've worked a lot of country events working bet, for the radio yeah. station. And so you get to know a lot of the artists and stuff, and they're great people, and they're talented, but it just, the sound isn't it for me, hit. you know? It hit with me. Everything else hits more than that. I'm, I'm into alternative rock, mostly. Um, I love pop, of course, because it's just, I can't help it. I'm Puerto Rican. I like to move my hips and stuff, and then it's nice dance music a lot. Um, but then I 
really get into some like electronic stuff. I love DJs and stuff, and you know. Yeah, so. I do. Uh, I, I do too. I I like. Uh, again, the, there's just no reason. There's so much good music out there because I used to kind of just be pretty straight into. Like grade school and high school, it was just hip hop. That's all I listened to. Mm-hmm. And then I got to college, and it would then it really kind of expanded more into like alternative and rock. And then afterwards, I started. I played in bands for years. And when you play in bands, you meet a lot of different people, a lot of different acts. You play shows with different types of music, and yeah. then you just start trading and sending each other different types of music. And mm-hmm. I still, to this day, still talk to some of those guys that I played in bands with, and we still just send each other songs. Like, you should check <laughs> this out. You should check this out. And now I'm all over the place with everything, and it's. But country, I do get into some old country. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I like an old Willie Nelson. I think he's, he's, he's a dude. I still haven't seen in concert, but I would go see. But yeah. I mean, I just, I, I do love some of those. But anything, anything in the last twenty years, man, I just, can't, I do not get it. <laughs> I cannot. So you're under- not listening to the Beebs. You're not jamming out to. I'm, I'm, oh, well, I've been in the 20 years of like of country, but I mean, we oh, can, we yeah. can talk about beefs. I'm not going to lie that there are some yeah, songs. Yeah, the 20 years there. of country, I would say, it's gotten very pop sounding yeah, and it's yeah, definitely, it's, not... it's very different from what it used to be. So, yeah, as like, um, get it out, buddy. More mainstream. Oh, sorry. He also doesn't oh. like country. So <laughs> he gags, yeah, yeah. He, he gags when he's we talk like, about it. He's like, that's he's enough. Like, I hate that enough. shit, dad. <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, I can't say that I really like Bieber, but. I will admit when a song has I don't know what the song is called, but it's catchy as hell. Mm-hmm. You know, they, uh, there's other ones like that's I've, a that's a problem with a lot of those songs though. They just become catchy, and then you're like, oh man, okay. Most right. of them are, and a lot of those artists too. Beats pretty. All good. their songs do kind of sound the same mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, but then other ones like. I'll, I'm. I told my wife this like we were in the car one day and it came on. I was like, "Who is this?" Because I gotta download this. Uh-huh. She's like, "It's a Dua Lipa." Oh yeah, Dua I'm like Lipa. it is so, that. That don't start. That is such a good song. Mm-hmm. I dare. That's right up there with "Dance to the Music" by uh, Sly and the Family. I dare <laughs> you to not dance when that shit comes on. Every no matter where I am, it's like, oh my god, this song is so good. It is. It's super catchy. And also Demi Lovato's uh, "Give Your Heart a Break." I don't know why, man. <laughs> Those, those tug on you. Those just those, and they're in my phone. Like I'll be listening to all this different stuff, like metal and then hip hop, and all of a sudden that comes on. Whoever's in the car with me is like, "Really?" I'm like, "I've I'm too old now. I don't care. I don't have guilty pleasures anymore because I'm not ashamed anymore." Yeah, yeah. You're like, "Ain't no shame in my game right now." None. I'm jamming out to Demi. None. It's really good. And shut up. It's my favorite part. <laughs> she was actually my first interview. Um, really? ever was Demi Lovato. No uh, the scariest time of my life because she was already a huge, she was playing. You just came out the gate swinging, she huh? Was playing, <laughs> yeah, Quicken Loans. And I'm like, she's playing an arena and I'm going to go interview her. And I, I think she still had pink hair or something at the time. I mean, and she's super skinny, you know, at, at that point. We all know she was probably, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. In, into some things. Um, but I swear that my all my questions had to be approved by her people, so I couldn't even ask her like anything at all out of the box. So I just asked her like generic questions. I would I was just so humbling because you're like, oh gosh, it was very very scary. <laughs> but I can't believe that was and, your first, yeah. and not your first like when she was coming up. Your first when she was already Demi Lovato. Yes, yeah, for sure. I mean, how crazy! And my friends videotaping it. Who oh, works I for the radio too. station for me? Um, we were all working together, and I think Java Joel was one like, "Hey, you go, you go and interview Demi Lovato." And I was like, 
Okay. All right. Was that like, uh, cool. obviously I'm going to do this, like, but still like terrified? Oh, 100%. That you're like, yeah, no, I'm confident. Fine. I'm good. I'm like, I, do I have to pee? Do I have to pee? You just peed. You're good. You're, do you pee? Did you pee? No, you have to pee. Like, yeah. I mean, you're just. I feel just... like I'd go through all like the, like, the <laughs> I feel like I'd go through like the sobriety 12 steps. I'd mm-hmm. be like, you know, denial and then <laughs> excitement and then acceptance. And I got to apologize to everybody I know. Exactly. <laughs> like, this is so going to go sorry fun. I wronged this you is go so bad. in third grade. But uh, I'd be, if that, I think that was me, that I'd be like, uh, um, same. I, I would just. I, I did something similar in co- no, not similar. I did something like this in college where I was going to a concert and I ran into a friend of mine that wrote for the paper and you know it's a school paper. Mm-hmm. So you know they're just like, well, we came to the show, but we don't know anything about it. We're supposed to write something about. It. I was like, oh, well, I'll write something about it. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, can you cool? Can you talk to the band? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Of course I can't. All I heard was talk to the band. Yeah. And then someone was, and then like my buddy was just like, first, we're very drunk. You also just agreed <laughs> to write for the paper. You've never written anything. And two, now you just agreed to, you can't just go over there and you start telling them they're awesome. They want you to interview them. Yeah. And I'm like, oh shit. All like, right, well, let's get a beer them? and talk about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then I, and then I had to go over and like interview this band that I really, really liked. And, uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, now take that and then multiply it by like 20 million and that's what you had to do. Sober. Oh, I, was, I was like, <laughs> or oh, sober-ish. This, is, this is great. Okay. I mean, it's like, that's why I was, the more interviews, of course, I did, the better I felt I oh, got yeah, at yeah, doing yeah, them. Yeah. But I do like to just sit and converse more than anything. Have questions prepared, but wherever the conversation takes you is where the conversation takes you. Yeah. You know, um, a couple of them that I was like, man, we should have been recording since the moment I got on this bus because um, yeah. like... I had a band that I was talking to, and they're talking about all their allergies and all this stuff. That I'm like, nobody knows this stuff about them. Why were we not recording all the rest of this conversation about what they ate today? Because to me, that was the most interesting crap of they're eating a rotisserie chicken because they're allergic to this, this, this. I was like, that to me is more insight than and more personal. I agree. Than just knowing. What did you guys do to write that song? Like, which I is mean, a, you know? which is a question that they have been asked and answered probably ten thousand yes, times. Yeah, and you take any of those, you take uh, uh, sports figures for sure. Like you see, like NBA players sitting on like the stage and they're being asked like you know post game press. Like, they're, they're, I mean, they're bored. Mm-hmm. They're just like, well, you know, we just got to come out and play hard because they've answered the question. <laughs> Thousands of times. Mm-hmm. They play 82 games, then the playoffs. They're going to get asked that same question every single day of their lives. Yeah. If somebody asked me every single day, hey, how did you come up with this? I'd be like, I've answered this question, and I'm never going to answer it again. But mm-hmm. I know they can't do that. But yeah, it's the same no. thing with like an artist, too. So I yeah, agree. Like yeah. Those things, those personal things where you start talking about them, like, hey, what would you think of the city? Did you visit any of our stuff in the city? What was your favorite? Yeah. What have you guys been doing all day? Yeah. That stuff's interesting to me because mm-hmm. I know what the inspiration was behind that song because I love the song, and I've already found it out. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I know exactly what you mean. I completely agree with you, too. Like, mm-hmm. that, that, those little disarming moments where you're having a conversation versus doing a and a is very different. Yeah, because, too, they now feel open and vulnerable enough to give you this information that yeah. you're like, are we friends? Did we just become, like, best friends right now? Like, yeah. that you are and then they're going to start just kind of jabbing with you. Yeah, yeah, and that's when you really get a good flow going with somebody. 
Um, so it was like, so, but. <laughs> so b- before you came out the gate interviewing people on the radio <laughs> who had 300 million followers on Instagram, take me back a little bit more. So how did you get involved in in, uh, in broadcasting originally? Is it something that you wanted to do? Because I, I feel like when I was reading your bio, like the years weren't there, but I feel like it came later, not necessarily yeah. right away. Like you went back for this. Mm-hmm, I did. I went to college uh, because my mom was always pushing for college. She didn't go to college and do that kind of stuff. So she definitely wanted us to do those things. And I went to college thinking I should do something more along subject terms of I should be a, you know, a science major. Sure. I absolutely love science. Wanted to be an archaeologist, paleontologist most of my life growing up. I really collected rocks and stuff. So I was like, I'll do science. Uh, I danced, though, in high school. And my friends found out I danced in college. And they were like, you should be a dancer. Like, why are you doing science stuff? You should take dance as a major. So I did that for years. My boyfriend was back at home at the time, though, the whole time I was at college. Uh, after three and a half years, it kind of wore on our relationship, and I moved back home. I did not graduate. I just left school for love. I left for love. Um, and after months of me being at home, I got pregnant, and then uh, we had a baby, and I was like, oh, my – like, what do I do? I was working for my stepdad at his bar, and I was like, I don't want to do that for the rest of my life. This is not – what, I'm going to wait tables and that's it? Like, what do I do from here on out? Because as a I, young kid, uh, I never had any kind of aspirations to do anything but be on, like, the real world. And I, I, I That was it. I get, I've get. i talked to a lot of people because I know people that have been in the service industry and, and that's their career. And yeah. awesome. Good for them. And some you, people you who can do make it good forever money. and they love it. I was 21. From 21 to 23, I waited tables and bartended at a bar on the east side of Cleveland on mm-hmm. Lee Road. And it's good money. Yeah. I knew three months into it. I'm like, I can't, there's no way I can do this for the rest mm-hmm. of my life. Cause I don't, mine was, I didn't want to be going to work when everyone was leaving work. Mm-hmm. And I just, yeah, it was just the, I just knew I just didn't want to do that. Yeah. And I liked it. Yeah. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I made really, really good mm-hmm. money. Um, but no, I knew right away. I was like, no way. I can't do this forever. I yeah. just, I just can't. No, same. I, I hate people, but I'm great with people. I'm, uh, for some reason, yeah. retail and all, and food. And so I can just, I don't know, shoot the shit with people and just be charismatic with that. It just doesn't, I don't know. And oh, I yeah. keep all the stress hidden and then just look like it's, everything is fine on the outside and get it all done. I always say it's controlled chaos and just get it done. And then at the end of the night, you count your money and go, whew, that's, that was worth it. You I know, the same I mean, way. Someone would walk in, I'd be like, oh, this guy. And I'd walk over yeah. like, what's up, Mike? What have you been up to? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm super personable. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm very mm-hmm. disarming. I have no problem talking to people. But in my mind, I'm like, the day I quit, I'm knocking that dude out. Because <laughs> I hate him that much. But he's going to give me a good day. Yeah. No, and I also, too, was... I had a kid. I was 22, uh, about 23 when I had my daughter. And I was like, do you do that for the rest of your life? I always thought you should, you know, have some kind of career you could build upon yeah. and be in a in that, you know, that field for a long time and develop it and get better and make more money and get go on vacations as you get older. Like, I just, I don't know, you know, that's what you always see as a kid. But when I was a kid, I really just lived in the moment and never thought about the future at all. So, um it was just literally something that I fell into. I saw a commercial one night for Ohio Center for Broadcasting, and they were like, Cubler, radio or TV. And I was like, 
I think I could do television. Like, that'd be pretty interesting. Like, let me check this school out. And when I went, they were like, you should just stay here and go to school here and do this. And I was like, okay. So I signed up that day. I'm like, this really? is what I'm going to do. Oh, I'm like, right. this is crazy. And I'm making this decision, too, without my baby's daddy or any, but like oh. <laughs> I'm making this decision for myself because I always felt that for me to have my own career path and have something that I feel good about and can, you know, rep for my family, that that helps my family, that I'll be in a field that I can make more money and do all this stuff. And this will help my family out because all that money will go towards my family where we can have a nice house. And so to me, this was a, a good path to go on instead yeah. of just working at a bar all the time, working nights when I have a kid and stuff. I was like, I don't want to do that forever. So um, I, I just was like, let's do this. It was only like a nine and a half month program. So I was like, I'm just going to go to school three three days a week and like knock this out or whatever. And um, halfway through, you have to have an internship. So I sent Miles Livco an email over at iHeart and he did producing imaging pieces and stuff. And uh, I was like, well, that's awesome. He's doing all this work with production and behind the scenes stuff. And that's what I, I really want to do on air stuff because I just started loving radio so much when I got there. I was like, FTV, this radio is great. Yeah. Um, and luckily for me, I... There was another kid in my class who was emailing Miles, too, but he just was like, I don't know if I'm going to email him back or not. And I was already in the process of emailing with Miles back and forth like crazy. <laughs> I had my resume ready to go in a draft. I mean, I was hungry for it. And so he goes, you know, I usually don't have interns, but I my intern right now is leaving. So why don't you come in Monday? And I was like, all right. And I just, I absolutely loved it so much that within a, I mean, I was, they hired me within probably a couple months of me being there interning. Somebody was like, hey, I heard you can work an event. And I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm just saying yes to things. I have no idea. Like, and they're like, all right, cool. I'll give your number. And I'm like, all right, awesome. And they're like, yeah, it's this Saturday. I was like, Oh, this Saturday. Um, yeah, thank God I have nothing to do because I already agreed to doing this thing. And it was a live broadcast at Wild Water Park Kingdom <laughs> um, and uh, Java Joel's live from Kiss FM. And I was like, this is my first event, that there's a concert at this place and we're going to just do. I mean, it was so cool. And I was like, this is what they do. It's what radio stations do is come out and, you know, as a kid. Radio oh, yeah, stations yeah, yeah, are so yeah. cool, doing live broadcasts, giving away stuff. So I was like, this is amazing. And I probably worked a few events, and they were like, we want to keep you. Do you want to work here? And I was like, no. I want to stay with Miles learning production because I want to do on the air, and I want to continue learning from him. And Miles is like, no. Are you stupid? You would be in the building. I could use you anytime. Oh, okay. You can <laughs> learn from me anytime. This is a foot in the building to work for promotions. You should work this job. And I was like, all right. So I started at the bottom of the barrel doing events, working on the promotions team, nights and weekends of the, hey, come spin the wheel. You could win free stuff. Um, and I I knew that I wanted to just continue working my way up and getting everybody to like me and 
to me, events is 30 seconds of being memorable to some stranger. And they're either going to remember me or the radio station. And either way, when they walk away, I want them to feel good and positive and happy. And they spread that word of, man, they made me feel good over there. I won this shirt today. And it was just an awesome couple minutes, you know. So I would always use that to my advantage to practice on people and make people happy because that's what I feel the radio station does is that's the business we're in is to make people happy. And I was like, who doesn't want to be in a field like that? So um, I just kept working my way towards whatever I wanted. I was like, this is what I want. I just busted my butt working every event I could to show them like, Give me the next step. I don't want to just be part of the promotions team. I want to be more to you guys, you know. So I just kept working. I go blood, sweat, and tears. That's how you do it. Blood, sweat, and tears and a good attitude and just keep working. The thing that always intrigued me about, like, people that are, like, in your line of work and that gig is the – is the need, obviously the ability, but also, like, how imperative it is to – grab somebody in a very small pocket. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. uh, Bill Ryan from Q104, he, he was on here. He and I were talking a lot about this because he was like, he was like, I love the thing you do. And I'm like, yeah, what you do is way harder though. Mm-hmm. Like I can, you know, maybe be endearing to someone if you give me two hours, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But like you, like you're like in 30 seconds, I got to grab somebody. I got to make them remember me. Yeah. Like you give me a couple years, yeah. You will mm-hmm. you might get on my team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, that's such a small just like a small window to kind of make an impact. Yes. And it's these little impacts and little windows over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. That's impressive to me. It, it always has been. Um, and you have to look at it like that. Yeah. Because I feel like if you don't look at it like that and you're doing the job that I'm doing, then you're in the wrong business. Because You I, wouldn't to, be able to do it. Yeah, like to me that is, I don't know, making an impression Yeah, is something that you – should be doing and and touching somebody, you know, and like in some way, not sexually, um, you know, um, (laughs) like, you know, and that way they are like, you just leave an imprint on them. I was like, I, to me, that is what we're supposed to do. It's like the Truman show nowadays though, because it's because of the Kardashians and stuff like that. It definitely has changed over time where it's not just those 30 seconds. It's also come follow me on my social media and see what I do all day long. <laughs> you know, I, it is thing. very much the yeah. Truman Show of people will just watch you yeah. all day, do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like there's a, there's yes. a group of people out there who will be fascinated There's a large group of people that love you know? to watch people do nothing. I, I am one of them. I yeah. wanted to be on The Real World. I, I was, you know, grew up with that reality shows becoming popular. And I was like, this is what I'm going to do. I have a crazy, wild personality. People would love to watch me. I was like, this is this is what I'm going to do. This is going to be my job. And when I met my he was he, my ex, um, he was like, my girlfriend would never be on. I would not let my girlfriend be on the real world or any show like that. And so I kind of let that dream die. And I think that's probably why I did take to radio. It was like, it's kind of like that reality TV-esque of, I am just exposing myself to everybody and being vulnerable and doing what I'm doing of, hey, let me tell you about. Because some I do some of my stuff is informative. I would say I try to be informative and positive. And then some of it, I'll put in little sprinkles of who I am and what's yeah. going on in my life. Like, oh, guys, I'm 
replacing the faucet in my bathroom right now, like, which I did. And it took me a long time and it cost me a lot of money. Uh, my house is very old, uh, but I would give those little bits too. So that way people can connect with me in those 16 seconds that I'm interjecting between songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like that's 16 seconds. How do you get to know me and my personality and everything? And then I'll be informed with something, yeah. <laughs> you know, at the same time. So um, like 16 seconds is kind of a long time. And at the same time, it's not a long time. Yeah. It's, it's a very like on the surface, you look at that and someone's like 16 seconds. You can't you can't <laughs> grab someone in 16 seconds. You're like, all right, go stand in front of somebody look at them and don't talk for 16 seconds. It's an eternity. Yes, yeah. it, It's a weird, it's it's just the way that you look at mm-hmm. it as far as am I going to make the most of this or is that not enough time? Yeah. It's That's a, when I play with things too. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, that can't go there. I'm going to have to talk about this here. Yeah, where I have a exactly. little bit longer time to explain it. what I'm talking about and give content yeah. to what I'm talking about. And other times I can just interject with a quick, hey, you know, the Cavs are playing tonight, yeah. you know, and I can interject with those generics. Um, but I like to always have something more of more substance of, That's oh, the, did you hear yeah. that? A woman, her picture was used on a softcore porn novel and she didn't even know about it. She just found out. It was because she took photos with some guy and never read the fine print and he <laughs> sold her photo. <laughs> like, I mean, just just stupid things that might catch your ear really quick. And then you go, wait, what happened? And like, and then make you want to listen more of it was so fast, <laughs> you know, and those headlines are great. Um, but to like, what was my spin on it, you know, and how would I be like, hey, I wouldn't mind if my picture was on a softcore porn novel and my face is out there for many people to see. I wouldn't That's either. Right. I'd be like, thank she you for She was fully clothed me. in her pictures too. It wasn't like she was exposed Like those romance novels where like there's always, where there's yeah, like some a, weird where they're just yes. posing. It, and it looks like standing, it's- And it says something like big, big tatas or something. Like it was like a, you know, a corny name. Like, John's big, big gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she's in like a purple lace tank top. Always in a lace top. It's always off the shoulder. <laughs> yeah, I know the book. I've read it. I've yeah. read every book. And like cheap Fabio back there. I yeah. was like, so I was like, okay, whatever. I mean, now a whole bunch of people know your face. I mean, you know, she's like, well, it taught me a lesson. Yeah. <laughs> Read the fine print on some things. <laughs> but I was like, you know, how do you relate that back to yourself too of that kind of stuff where I yeah, would say, yeah. hey, if I found this, it wouldn't bother me any. But this bothered this woman, you know, and go into it yeah. in that sense um, for your quick 10 seconds. It just depends. Sometimes I have less than that. And you're like, how do you get something out in three seconds? <laughs> how do you get out the station name, my name, and the information in three seconds? Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I always say word economy. It, it helps. It really does help. Um, that's always my thing is, and I don't like to use words twice. So whenever I'm doing something, okay. I like to omit. If I already used of course, and I hear, I'm like, well, that's done. I no, I don't like that. Okay, I, I'm like I have to rephrase it. Yeah, you know, like just so it's because. prep work, but it, it's you almost have to <clears throat> almost prepping spontaneity in a way. Yeah, because you know some of the things you want to hit, but you don't want to sound like you're reading. And I don't, yes, I don't like think you're you, scripted. I don't, and I don't think you are reading anything. Yeah, but you're like, yeah. I'll talk about this topic here, mm-hmm. but this isn't what I'm going to say. It's just in the moment. A skeleton. You kind of yeah. have like yeah, a skeleton yeah. of what an idea of, and then yeah, it's in the moment of here it is. Oh. <laughs> well, hopefully it comes yeah, out the way you want sure. it, you know. Well, and, I mean, you know, and you—I'm sure we've all we've all heard some. I mean, best example, like when I I used to work like for a, a, a telemarketing company, and the people that always did the best on the phone were the people that just would call people and just be like, "Hey, man, I want to talk to you about something." The people that were just like, 
we have an exciting offer. I'm like, I'm out. Nope. <laughs> it's it's you know it's you know when it sounds like you're just even if you kind of planned it. If it sounds like a conversation mm-hmm. or it sounds like the if someone's just talking the way that they talk, then they're 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 at the very least they're gonna catch someone's ear a little easier. If yeah. someone starts off with, "Hi, I have an exciting," no, you don't. There's yeah. nothing exciting. <laughs> you then we'd be talking about it in person if it was exciting. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's not. I was like, I did a break on Sean Mendez's hair. So Sean Mendez cut his hair, and it is a enormous you know controversy of, yeah, would you still bang Sean Mendez even though he cut it, he buzzed his hair off. He had this long, beautiful, lustrous hair. And I was like, I wouldn't. I would not. I mean, I would not tap that. For the haircut? You know, because of his haircut. He does not, he looks I completely different. I was like, I'm not into it. But I started off with, boys' hair grows back much faster, I feel, than girls' hair does. You know, And that's how I started my break. Um, and Because I, every time I cut my hair, it takes forever. But hopefully Sean Mendez's hair will grow back fast. <laughs> because I right. am not into his new look. You know, are you, come to the Instagram and, you know, I have a po- I had a poll up. You know, let me know. Are do you think he's still good looking with his hair buzzed down all the way? Just to get, you know, get people coming to our Instagram too. So it kind of does a little double. Um, but I'm not sure I know exactly who, who shot Mendez. He is. was dating Camila Cabello for the longest time. I typed in S H A and it came <laughs> yes. up. Okay, <laughs> so apparently I am not the person. Pop artist, um, good looking gent. I believe he's Canadian. Yeah, he's a good looking and, dude. Um, this dude gave himself short hair and you're all of a sudden just like I was like, and I'd write mutant. him off. Done. I was like, that'd be done. I was like, his hair really was part of right, him. I will say <laughs> that the hair is, is like a perfect quaff of just. Right? It's, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. You know what? He cut all his hair off. He literally looks like everyone that I see every day now. People were saying he looks like the the mean kid in Toy Story, the first Toy Story. Um, <laughs> what's his name? People are brutal. Uh, <laughs> and oh, I, what and is his name? He, they did a side by, and I was like, oh my gosh, he does look just like that kid. I want to say it's something with an S. Um, <laughs> I was like, he looks just like him, and I was like, yeah, no, I would not hit that. Well, it wasn't Andy because Andy was the the, the is kid. the boy the. <laughs> I don't think his hair looks that bad. I like, uh, but no, I mean, I done. Sid. His name is Sid. <laughs> Sid. 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 Uh, but no. But I. He does look like everyone that I see everywhere now. Yeah, just uh, that hair just kind of set him, set him apart. The hair was really what he had going for him. <laughs> I was like, you just lost your best asset. You, you know, know? What? that's what. And this is such a. This is this is a dude thing. Like we don't. And that's a rich, famous guy. He got a haircut, and women are like, ugh. Yep. All of a sudden, we, mm-hmm. a lot of us are under the impression if we're rich and famous, it just doesn't matter what we do. We're just going to have lit. And granted, I'm sure someone would still sleep with Sean. Yeah. Don't worry, Sean, if sure. you're listening, you have options. Yes. 100%. You lost one for sure, though. <laughs> Grow your hair back. <laughs> we'll yeah, talk. You lost one for sure. <laughs> we'll talk. <laughs> just like that, it can all fall apart, Sean. Yeah. I always wonder, though, the really rich guys who aren't really put together, you know, aren't good looking guys, but always have that beautiful Barbie doll on the side, you know? And then I'm like, how good is his personality for me to want to hang out with him? And I've had guys who have money who want to hang out with me and, you know, and they're older guys. And then I'm like, how much older? 
much older. <laughs> much older. Come on, let's do and some then, math. Um, let's do some math. At, let's it... say at least 30 years older. Oh, geez. You know? I was going to um, say 10 years. Yeah, no. 30? I, that's what I'm saying, much older. <laughs> like, guys. I don't know was... how old you are, but you're old enough where <laughs> 30 more years is more like, that's like, more of a caretaker than a girlfriend. A, yeah, yeah, I'd be the caretaker. That's um, what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, I mean, but they're nice people. It's not, they just... I think are looking for companionship and friendship in that yeah. sense and are willing to take me out. Like I would love to take me to expensive dinners or go buy me gifts and things. And for me, I'm like, I don't want to take advantage. I feel like I'm taking advantage of somebody in that regard. So Well, that's only because you're you know? taking advantage of somebody in that regard. <laughs> right? Because like, I'm like, I'm not going to ever pursue a relationship yeah, with you. And I, mean. I don't want to give you hope that I'm going to pursue a relationship with you, you know? But, you so know, I was I like, so how do these other her... girls so shameless, like they can do it without guilt? <laughs> like, I cannot. You answered your question <laughs> right there because they're shameless and have no guilt. <laughs> like, but I don't think it's a, like, look, I and I, I have, I've known women that have same thing. They're just like I. I knew this one girl. She was a really pretty girl, really cool, and she was fun to hang around with. She was a friend of me and my wife, and and she was like this one guy. He just keeps asking me out. I don't want to date him. Mm-hmm. She's like, but he. And then he just keeps giving me stuff. Like he'll take her to dinner, and and a really really nice dinner. And she's like, I'm very. I'm like, this isn't going anywhere. And honestly, like this guy was just like, I, I know. And he just kept taking her. Mm-hmm. I think he just liked being around somebody. Mm-hmm. No, that's why I say companionship. Yeah. Sometimes they're just really looking to talk and hang out with somebody. Yeah, but that only goes um, so far. Eventually, they're going to be like, we've been talking and hanging out for a long time, and you're wearing several shirts that I've oh, given you. Oh, I have guys in my DMs who say that, and I'm like, we're not even talking. I respond with LOL to all of your comments, So, but we've been talking for months. And they're like, so it's time for us to go on a date. And I'm like, we have been talking. I, been you've talking been talking, and I've been. I've sent the same three <laughs> letters <laughs> over like, and over again. Or I liked your message. That doesn't mean we're like talking, talking, and that I'm interested. I'm just being cordial with you and having conversations with you. I have guys who would tell them straight up, I'm not looking to date anybody. Yeah. And they're like, no, 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 I just want to be friends. I just want to oh, get to know you. Off. And I'm like. Then why do we have to go out to do that? Really? You just want to get to know me? Why? Like, I mean, there's more to that. You want to be more than friends. Let's not, like, beat around the bush. So, <laughs> you're, like, so you're a single woman now. I am. Okay. So, yeah, I was, and you're in the spotlight. You're in the public eye. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I've talked to a couple people like this, and it's just wild. Like, there's, like, some of the... So, Dating apps and uh, dating apps and social media have really turned any type of dating, pursuing, courting, whatever you call it, where a lot of people are under the impression or have adopted the credo that it's a numbers game. Mm-hmm. So they're just like, well, what's the worst use you can say? No. So what? I move on to the next one. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I imagine you get some pretty wild stuff. I'm surprised. Like I, the guys who do shoot their shot with me are su- I'm surprised by. Just of the fact of, all right, so there are, like, back in the day in high school, you'd be like, oh, I can't date that girl. Oh, she's a popular girl or whatever it is. Like, oh, that girl's a drama girl. Like, they don't date outside the drama crew. You know, like, there was always these, oh, I could never ask her out. These guys, they don't care. They're like, no, I'm just going to ask her out. I'll just see what happens. Like, she might say yes, you know? And and some of them will say, like, my dream is for one day you to say yes when I, when I ask you out. Because I'll be like, and sometimes, you know, I don't know what to say to them. So I'm like, oh, you know, that's nice. 
Well, the, thank you for your interest. <laughs> uh, that's usually uh, an answer I have. Thank you for your interest. Um, Ooh, that know, is like a, uh, that's like a bot response. <laughs> like, <laughs> thank you for your interest in our product. However, this time we are no, we are I'm out of stock dating. and not sure when we will be in stock. <laughs> I'm not sure when I will be dating. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I just think it's so funny, though, that people really, I think, are more ballsy nowadays in that sense of, hey, I might as well just throw it out it's there. It's easier to do that not face-to-face, though. Yeah, it's I mean, great. It's, it's, it's very easy to do mm-hmm. that. Which I think is nice. I do Honestly, too. that you can go, hey, you know what? I'm just going to do this and see what happens. What, what's she going to say? No. It's the worst that can happen, so I might as well ask. Uh, you know, so I think that that's what they're going for, which is fine. And then when I say no, they go, that's fine. I just want to be friends and let's just get to know each other. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. The problem with that, though, is that I know it's not fine because you've already asked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, would you like to go out on a date? I'd love to take you on a date. Oh, I'm not interested. Well, let's just be friends. Like, yeah. You already, I already know what you want. <laughs> it's, it's, you can't take that back. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> also, oh, whenever, if uh, like if they hit you up, I, like, I assume like through like Instagram or Twitter. Oh, Instagram, yeah. It's probably my biggest. And Facebook, which I feel bad for people who hit me up on Facebook because I share onto Facebook through Instagram for the most part. I I'm too, really yeah. not on Facebook often. I'm ne- I never am So either. I'll get messages from people and people get mad at me from not answering them sometimes. Like, all right, you're too good to answer me. And I'm like, I'm just never on here. And, um, you know, <laughs> I got like, one so the other day. on purpose. <laughs> I got one the other day. It was uh, uh, probably three months old. But even like my personal one or like my the, the, the guiltless one, it, it's all from the Instagram. But that, mm-hmm. that's, I, I, Go to Twitter, but it's just when I put out an episode. That's the only time I'm on oh, Twitter. Yeah. It's just to Twitter. put out the episode. That I, I don't care about it. Yeah, I don't even really do much with it at all. No, yeah. But the Instagram I do like. Um, mm-hmm. that's how I find guests. That's how I found you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how I reach out to people to see if they want to come yeah. on. And it's how I talk to other people, like past guests. Like I, I talked to three past guests today. Yeah, you know, just we we have like a live show coming up, and mm-hmm. you know, they're all like, "We all gonna come?" Like that'd be awesome. But like yeah. the. Everything I post on my Facebook is from the Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's not, and I found I went to Instagram because I had this note of an old one that I just found, <laughs> and it was this guy, and he was just like, "Hey, I'd love to be on the podcast." I'm like, "One, I have no idea who you are, mm-hmm. and two, you notice I didn't ask you. Like, it's a little <laughs> weird." And three, but like, I'm also I'm really sorry, man, but I don't I don't come to Facebook at all. It's dumb luck I haven't found this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah no. I, I know what you mean because I am the same way. I can't, I don't really like Facebook. No, I don't like Twitter. See, if Facebook either. was my OG because Facebook came out when I was a freshman in college and it was only open to college uh, kids. Now I can so figure it was out how cool old you are. Because it's like, yeah, yeah, now you know how old I am. Now I can figure uh, it out. <laughs> it's like, it was cool because you could talk to your friends who went to a different college and still stay connected. No, it is. And then yeah. high schoolers started getting college email addresses. So they were getting into Facebook. And so Facebook was like, well, let's open it up to more people. And they publicly opened it and then it changed and it was very different. And I go, oh my gosh, the things that people were writing on my wall back in the day that they're just blatantly writing on my wall for everybody to see. I was like, holy crap, amazing, hilarious. I love seeing those in my memories of just whatever we were posting back then. Um, But Twitter, I don't use at all. It's the place that I go to to find uh, videos and photos that have been taken off of the internet, you know? And you're like, wait, what happened at that show? Who was naked? Let me go to Twitter. Oh, there's the full video. Hold on. Okay. And then I can get all the, that information from Twitter. Um, but Twitter's so fast-paced, and that's why I don't like it. It's just so much happens so quickly. 
I, that. I, with Twitter, I completely understand how people accidentally post something that they meant to be a private message. Oh, it's mm-hmm. utterly confusing to mm-hmm. me. And I mean, it's it's. I literally am on there once a week to post the new episode that I put out. That's it. Yeah, I'll do a tweet every once in a while, but it's rare. Yeah, I just. I just don't, and I don't, honestly, and I'm like a child. I like the pictures. That's why I like Instagram. Mm-hmm. I like oh, the yeah, pictures yeah. and I like the videos because yeah. it's just, it's cooler. It's funner. I like seeing where people are. I like seeing funny clips. I like seeing shows that people are at. Mm-hmm. I like seeing the people that I know and I like, see, I, I like all that stuff. Yeah. Um, Twitter, I don't, it's look, it looks like code to me. You're right. It is like <laughs> just like all it. script. Yeah. Like, yeah. Zeros and ones yeah. everywhere. It's it like is. a really good typewriter. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care. And yeah. Facebook is well, I don't care. It's gotten trashy. Yeah. So did you ever have a MySpace? Because this is the one that I wish would come I, back. I did. Uh, it, later on, a lot of my friends had MySpace for a while, and I didn't get on the train till it was almost pretty MySpace much done. MySpace was the best. You know? No, I, was... it, I did not appreciate how good MySpace was until like 15 years uh-huh. later. I wish- How customizable it was. I wish I could put a song on my yeah, Instagram right? that came like, up yeah. every time you went to yeah, it. Yeah, whole bat. let me have this background. Let me do the- I mean, that was- I would love to rank. Let me have my rank, top friends yeah. here. I'd here. love to rank my <laughs> Friends. <laughs> like, Every week it would change. It'd be like a contest every week. I'd love to do that. Oh my god! I'd rank my mom down. Like, hey man, dinner sucked. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> I would so love. You that. are now number two, mom. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Behind this guy that like said this funny <laughs> meme to me. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. I probably do like Instagram. Instagram is my go-to. Yeah, that's same. my number one. Snapchat is also. I love Snapchat. Mostly because of the filters, so then you know, and that's really my go-to. But those are where I communicate and talk to people the most yeah. are between those two. And I, I would say I post more to Snapchat, honestly, into my story on Snapchat, uh, and more risque stuff goes in there because my daughter's not on Snapchat, uh, so she's on Instagram. So when I post to Instagram, sometimes I forget that she's also watching my stories, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and she'll reply to things to me. So the one day I was talking about an OnlyFans. I was auditioning for Rover's Morning Glory. So I was talking about OnlyFans on Wait, the you show. You were auditioning for Rover's Morning Glory? Yeah. I, okay. Right before Christmas, I did two weeks of answering their phones, you know, auditioning. Um, still waiting on an answer. So just in limbo now. Um, but on the show, I, you know, said something. I, you know, I wanted to do an OnlyFans. It's just I work for iHeartRadio. Yeah. And I represent the company. And I've worked for them for so long that I – understand that everywhere I go, even if I'm not wearing iHeart, that I still represent the company, you know, everything I say and do. So to me, an OnlyFans is a no-no because that, you know, doesn't fall kind of under their company guidelines. Um, really? And the whole world has an OnlyFans now Right. So Rover brings it up of like, hey, you know, can she, to my boss, can she have an OnlyFans? Oh, really? <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, how embarrassing. Like, uh, this is my big boss. So I'm like, I'm just sitting with like my cardigan in front of my face. And I am like, oh my God. Like, you know, and he's like, yeah, she can do whatever, you know. So we talk about this. A couple days later, I post on my Instagram story. It's um like a Muppet from the Labyrinth or something, you know, and he's has lots of roles and he's not attractive whatsoever. And it says, every time I start thinking about starting an OnlyFans account, but this is what I look like. And it lo- <laughs> it's a hideous picture. So my daughter comes walking by my room and she goes, you are not starting an OnlyFans. And instantly my brain went to, 
did she listen to Rover's Morning Glory and she heard me talk about, I mean, she's 14 and a half. It's not like she doesn't have access to the internet. So I kind of panicked on the inside and I was like, what, why would you, why would you say something like that? And she's like, your Instagram story, you post that meme. Oh. And I was like, oh, thank God. Oh my God. I was like, cause I definitely didn't want her listening to the episode. I was very blunt and she is my kid. So I was like, I don't need her exposed to yeah, that right she's away. Like, but she's 14 but years she old. Is old enough. So I was like, yeah. oh. and then she saw that and I was like, Oh, that's it. I was like, oh, okay. Well, I guess I'm not allowed to start an OnlyFans. Better put that in the back burner for now <laughs> until she's 18. <laughs> yeah. But I just thought, it, I so my Snapchat is definitely where I put a little bit more risque stuff so that way she doesn't see it. Sure. If I'm going to be out partying hard and stuff, I'll only share the stuff that's more respectable to my Instagram story. So if she happens to see it, oh, mom was out. But then when mom's having real fun, it's it's still on the Snapchat for okay, us well, to view. You, yeah, well, <laughs> like, as I'm sure right now everyone's frantically looking for your Snapchat, <laughs> do you want to say the handle? Or? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, hello, Rudy. So that's the Aww. other one. The younger one. The, the newest one. We brought her on to help the older one kind of keep stay a little bit lively. Oh, yeah, that's what we did. We had, um, uh, my ex and I had a blue healer. He was a rescue. Great dog. His name was Roscoe P. Coltrane. That's um, and he was white. He was a a, a Merold. Yeah. It's kind of same, like white with spots. Um, and he had the same Bentley mark on the top of his head right here. This black mark yeah. is called the Bentley mark um, with a mask on his face. And we found out he had a genetic disorder where these zonules that hold your lens in place inside your eyeball deteriorated. And his lens was free floating inside his eye. So the lens pushed through his pupil and was causing him a lot of pain. And we didn't know what was going on for days because he was crying around the house, but nothing was physically wrong with you him. You couldn't see it, yeah. could not see anything. The third morning, his eye was cloudy like he had cataracts yeah. or something. Um, then we found out what happened. We had to send him to a specialist to get his eye removed. So he had one eye. We had a couple cats. He was still, he's a smart dog, blue healers, cattle dogs, smart dog at least. Uh, get around just fine. And uh, we lasted a year with the one eye. They knew eventually the other eye was a ticking time bomb would also have to be removed. So before we found out his second eye had to be removed, we got another dog to help him out. So he had a friend. And a friend that he could see for a little bit yeah. before he lost his second eye. It helps. That and, helps a lot. Yeah, and I was like, and he had a buddy. And it was really nice to have that buddy for him, you know, for, he for, was older. Yeah, for our, you know, Roscoe's 12. Um but I mean, every one of his checkups, the doctor's like, "Hey, he's overweight. That's it. But his eyes are good. His lungs are good. His teeth are good. <laughs> yeah. Everything." But you know, when we got Rudy, it was so you know, they play a lot. He moves around a lot more because mm -hmm. he was getting super lazy. Oh. So, but I mean, you know, that's it's good, and it's also helped her, the new dog, because uh -huh. he is. I mean, again, he's like having a roommate. I mean, mm -hmm. he is super regimented. He knows everything. Like. When you leave, we'll go upstairs and, you know, we'll watch probably an episode of something. Uh, I'll let him out. And then as soon as he goes out and comes back and I'll give him a treat, he walks right out. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. My dog so, does that too. As soon as he eats his last treat, mm -hmm. he I don't have to tell him anything. He walks upstairs and he stands next to the bed and waits for me to put him in bed. Yeah. Oh, that's the, so and, funny. and she, because he's so regimented, 
she is now two. She mm-hmm. follows him around and does whatever he does. So yeah. I don't know if we can ever not have two now. No, and that's what we did too. We we're like, okay, Roscoe's such a good dog. Hopefully I love his he'll name rub is off. I was like, he'll <laughs> rub off on our new dog, which it was did. also a rescue. And we're like, hopefully he'll, he'll have good behaviors and manner mannerisms, yeah. and he'll be, you know, and he is. I was like, his name's Kylo, um, and Kylo Ren. Star Wars, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, we have to have. Well, like, you already you know, every every name I've heard today <laughs> like, has, has come from a movie or a TV <laughs> yeah, show. So I someone, well. We had to put Roscoe down. He ended up having Cushing's. Yeah. Um, and once we put him down, I was like, I need a puppy. His name's Bane. Um, so we were like, all right, we have to have villains in the house now. It's Bane and Kylo. They all have to be villains from now on. Um, but uh, Bane was all, he's a border collie, Australian cattle dog, shepherd mix. Smart, it sounds like a, crazy, like a Starbucks active. drink. Yeah. yeah, he is. He, he looks like one too. Two yeah, pumps, black, some white. Two pump, you know? half calf. Yeah. yeah, okay. I was like, uh, he's definitely a half calf. Um, yeah, no, I was like, so I was, but my first two are rescues, and I think that Kylo, when we split, I kept Kylo and my ex kept Bane. Um, Kylo is very chill, and he has a routine. He knows. At around between nine and ten o'clock at night, mom's gonna go upstairs. So he knows we're gonna do one more outing, and then yep. he goes right up and runs up to my room and gets on my bed and it's waits nice. for me up there. And he's like, "Oh, she's gonna come up here." He's like a medium-sized dog, like forty-five pounds. Um, so, but he's the sweetest dog. I go, I swear that since he's a rescue, he's almost more appreciative of life, and he loves. I could take him to an old folks home and they could kiss and hug on him all day long. He would love it. Rub his oh, chest all day. He'd he would be in heaven. Um, he, he, you know. he would too. Roscoe lives on compliments. <laughs> he just, he does. He, he, he loves all people. He hates all dogs. Mm-hmm. He just, he just ignores most of them. He's mm-hmm. just like, nope, I don't, you're going to take attention away from me. So I don't like oh. you. He likes all dogs. He likes all people though. Aww. Yeah. He's, but he's same way. I mean, I work right here. He sits right there all day with mm-hmm. me and just, He's always leaning on me too. Like he just needs to. When we go to sleep, he has to be laying on my left oh, leg. Just always has to. So cute. But he's a good one. I, I I do I do appreciate that. I love that you had a dog named Roscoe. That's very funny. <laughs> yeah, he 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 lived to be ten years old. We were like ten, ten and a half, yeah. which we were like, all right, that some somebody else would have probably put him down, knowing that he had to have both eyes removed eventually. Well, that be and that's it. Blind. Sounded like he had something. Was he like a, like a bred dog somehow? I. Because he was a dog that was dumped, we yeah. think that he was bred. They were breeding these dogs, and that he was probably more of a purebred dog based upon his markings. Yeah. Uh, but that they knew that they had something wrong with them and left them. Some of those breeders sometimes, like some of the dogs that get bred, they just have. Mo- and actually, even if he, he would have lasted longer had he not had like medical problems, he yeah. Definitely oh yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, and, and Cushing's was, is something that you usually don't notice in your dog. Until I didn't really it's know what that was. Yeah, yeah. I was like, and we now once we once he passed, we had to put him down. We we're like, oh yeah, he had all the symptoms and signs of it that we just didn't know were signs. Well, you don't know what you Cushing's. don't know. Yeah, he was bloated and gassy, and he, so he was gassy. Oh, he. <laughs> oh my god, but my dog smelled. He sounded like a man, like a man who had butt cheeks just he would fart so loud that all of us in the room would just be like are you kidding like (laughs) that came out of his butthole like just 
unbelievable the sounds that came out of this dog and we're like that was an early sign of him having Cushing's we just didn't know Uh, Roscoe's had Cushing's for like 12 years (laughs) I like um, but it was just a lot of those things built up that we we just had no idea until it was too late and they were like this is how it is with this this she got 10 years 10 good years that's nice that's what we were like like we gave him 10 good years of being a rescue dog living a lot you know the life as best as we possibly could anytime I come across someone's like I'm not really a dog person I'm like get out of my house yeah you're like uh, who How are, are you, you not a dog yeah. person? <laughs> Unless like, you, if you had a traumatic experience with a dog, then I could understand that you yeah, might be a I dog person. That's the only way I would give you a pass. And I'm an animal person in when general. I mean if traumatic, you don't like animals, I mean you were attacked by several huskies. <laughs> <laughs> like with it, kisses or <laughs> yeah. no, yeah, like you were attacked like a pit bull by like basically you down wolves. the road, you know, you were like, attacked like by Cujo, several pit bulls. You know, yeah. like Cujo For happened days. to you. You were trapped in a car, <laughs> yes, and you were surrounded by I by genetically enhanced pit bulls. <laughs> but I love the videos of the girls who a tiny pomeranian comes in the room and they are so panicked by the dog, or even the the women who are like, there's a snake or a, anything at all that they are so. Okay, spiders are my weakness. Like Frogs. I, I spider. I yeah. could not. I just no, thank you. But that those videos get me. I laughing so hard. Of you guys are afraid of a snake. I watch a little boy. He's holding a a small python and at a, a birthday party, and he goes to. He's afraid of holding it, so he drops it. Everybody in the room runs, and they're like, "That's how you clear out a room." <laughs> like as you drop, drop a like, python. They were on the all ground. freaked out by this snake. I was like, "Oh, how ridiculous!" Why would you guys even hire somebody to come with a snake if everybody is that scared of reptiles and amphibians and like that kind of stuff? Why would you? <laughs> I was like, it's just so funny to me. I'm glad we're talking about this. What? <laughs> In the hell were you holding at the Hofbra house? Oh, this was like um, five or six months ago. Wait, what was I it? I couldn't tell. It looked, I obviously, I knew it wasn't a skunk, but it yeah, looked no, like. It was a skunk. It was a skunk? Like it a was de, a skunk. Like a de-skunk skunk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a skunk. It was all white. It was all white, I think. Yeah. Now, I, I, I don't like, really, now I kind of have to look I to see. Say, I, I think I saw Instagram. it on YouTube. And yeah, and it yeah. was, it, it was definitely, had to, because yeah, it looked like it was nicer out. So I'm guessing they like had five it, or they six had, months um, ago. Jungle Terry come out, who brings animals. They do like a family, a Sunday fun day, family day. Okay. Uh, if you go to their Facebook, they always, they have different, it's, they used to do it once a week uh, on Sundays. And then I think they do it like once or twice a month now. Uh, but they always have different activities for the kids. Oh, that's so no cool. matter All what, right. you know, they do an amazing spread for brunch. I mean, uh, fabulous. But then there's always a craft. So like one time I did, bino- I made binoculars with the kids, <laughs> you know. They had a face painter and stuff. So I had her do a little devil on my arm, like painting me. Um, but that was so fun because he brought a ton of animals and I was like, can I hold an animal to take picture? Like, oh, yeah. I just would love to take some pictures of this animal. And um, I'm pretty sure it was a skunk, of course. I post a lot to my Instagram now. That's what it looked like, um, but I really couldn't tell. But I want to say it was an albino skunk, that she was an all-white skunk. And that's what made her different and unique yeah. from any other ones that I've ever seen. Um, but that was so cool to have just a creature that is not a normal yeah, 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 pet. yeah. yeah clinging to your body, holding on to you too, to feel them with their little, the strength of their little paws and stuff, you know, to hold on to you like that is, I was like, it was the most thrilling experience, you know, I like, but I love animals. So I do feel that if somebody doesn't like animals, you can kind of, it tells something about their personality. Yeah. (laughs) 
I'm like, oh, what color is your puffer vest? Yeah. Yeah. Like, my sister hates animals. She is definitely, we grew up in a house of cats and dogs and stuff. And she was like, when I grow up, I'll never own animals. They stink. We would go to the fair and she'd be like, oh, it's terrible. It smells here. I kind of get cats because cats do smell because the litter box is in the house. Yes. I understand that. Also, they're kind of dicks. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure, 100%. Even the nicest, coolest cat. They're the dicks. nicest, coolest yeah, cats yeah, yeah, are yeah. still just still like, dicks. they're not even, they're like kind of, they're shitty roommates. Because mm-hmm. like you'll get a cat and you're like, I haven't seen anything in days. Oh, my cat would put, it. I used to have an open glass of water always on my nightstand. And she was a cool cat though, but she would be thirsty in the middle of the night and put her face into that glass <laughs> and always knock it, you know, knock over the cup. And yeah. that's where you'd be like, like, really? Why? Just stupid stuff like that. Um, I had her, her name was Jet. She would cl- get on the top of a door that was open and just be on the top of yeah. the open door. It's so weird. And I'd be like, okay, when are you, how are you going to jump down? Are you going to jump down onto me? Like, I'd be worried about things like that. Um, I think she, she was a cool cat because she was raised with dogs, I believe. She would play fetch. And yeah, they so, get accustomed to. Yeah, and I've actually like, she was more of a dog than she was a cat. I've heard that like like zoos do things like that. Like when a like when a tiger cub is born, mm-hmm. they'll like imprint a dog with them when it's like young to kind of give it some like kind of more casual social skills uh-huh. and versus a tiger's like normal inclination to be a fucking tiger. Yeah. So that that's yeah, I, the, the, that can happen. Like mm-hmm. like cats. You ever see like those? Go- I don't know. I'm gonna say goofy. What I mean is unbelievably adorable. <laughs> like of like a deer and a cat that are best friends or some oh, shit. Like even a Instagram. dog and a cat. And I'm like, oh my god! I yeah. watched a video of a dog. They're just laying with each other, and, and they're like, like, they're just like they can. They're always <laughs> together. They love each other. I'm like, I haven't talked to my sister in weeks. <laughs> and <laughs> I actually have a photo of my dog Roscoe yeah. with our cat Jet. Uh, we had Jet first. So when we got Roscoe, okay. she was the alpha, basically, when he came in to town. And there's a picture of him completely wrapped hugging her. And he's just laying on her. And I, as if she probably doesn't want to be cuddling with him, but he <laughs> loved her so much as a puppy that he cuddled with yeah. her. Uh, after that, he wanted to herd the cats because we ended up getting three cats and he was a herding dog. So he always wanted to herd the cats. Get them all together. And a couple of the cats didn't like that, you know? So uh, the personalities definitely were different within the cats. Uh, but that's what I like about animals too is they all are so very different personality-wise. And it's cool to get to meet them in that sense of, well, this one is more shy and she's not going to come out here and talk. You know, she's not going to be, this one is going to be out here all over your lap you know and i like those things about variety of animals um i actually was thinking about getting a fish the other day because i've been wanting another animal so i have my dog and it's just him and i and i feel like he's lonely and he needs a companion but i don't want to get another dog so my neighbor you won't even know the fish is there (laughs) now this is totally creepy of me my neighbor the where my where my couch is and where my window is (laughs) i have no curtain there I can see right into my neighbor's house. I see his stairwell. So I see his cat all the time, right there standing at the top of the stairwell. And the cat sees me. We look at each other through the window. And that's what got me feeling like, man, maybe I should get a cat. And then I was like, no, no, no. I don't want to do cats again. I was like, my dog would probably love a cat because he is not bothered by cats at all. I was like, you know, and have a companion. And then I was like, I just can't do, I don't want to clean a litter box anymore. I don't want the hair, that much hair all over. Uh, luckily with Kylo, he doesn't shed too much. So I'm like, I was like, 
maybe I should get a fish. <laughs> like maybe a fish let's is a better route to let's, go. Let's, and that's where I ease into, into fish. And I'm like, I got to tell my daughter, I'm like, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to get a fish. She's like, what kind of fish are you getting? What do you mean you're getting a fish? Like, and I was like, I don't know, like a beta. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to be a dork with a beta fish. And she's like, okay, mom. Like that's, and I was like, should we go to Walmart right now? Like, I mean, we could just go to like Walmart, right? And get a fish. <laughs> like, are you an impulse buyer? Wait, what? Are you an impulse buyer? Do you get something in your head and you're like super into it and then you're like. But I wait on it. Yeah, okay. So I, there's a toy I want because I'm a child. Um, uh, I choose. I'm a, yeah, I'm a, yeah, I'm a child. So I was like, this toy I want $64. And I go, this toy is only going to bring me five minutes of joy. Is five minutes of joy worth $64? I go, now, mind you, I'll put the toy up on a shelf later to collect dust and just have this toy, right? <laughs> I was like, so it'll still bring me joy by looking at the toy later. Like, oh, remember those five minutes of fun you had with that $64 I'm, toy? I'm literally, they, this is exactly, I swear to God, that's very similar to, I think, what some guys think, too, when they're about to buy dinner for a girl. Is this $64 worth a possible five minutes of joy? <laughs> And she's like, is this worth five minutes? She's like, it's is not. Is this worth sitting through this dinner for yeah. five minutes? Of joy? Uh, yeah, she's no, like, swear. it's not. He's like, totally. <laughs> I do sit and wait forever to buy things. I always tell people, like, it doesn't matter how much it costs. I will contemplate it for a very long time before I actually make the purchase. Most of the time I'm going to make the purchase, so I don't know why. I just don't buy it right then. Um, but I will let things sit in my cart forever. Well, 64 is not like, it's not like it's a $400. I'm still, I mean, I'm like, oh, $64. Oh my gosh. Like that is so much money. I am so frugal. And that, I, but if it comes to food, I would spend a hundred dollars like that. You want to go to a nice dinner? I'm ready. Man, I'll spend a hundred bucks I, on a dinner. I'm I don't the same mind, way. And in fact, you know? I do anyway. And my Love wife's it. pregnant, so she's not even drinking, and I still get up to a hundred dollars. <laughs> like, I got meal. it. It's cool. I'll drink for the both of us. Like we're just like, <laughs> all right, you know, we got this. Everything we have all these things, as you always do, like when you have a baby, kind of like, you know, we had uh we just we went to Curacao in in uh November. It was mm -hmm. awesome. About fifteen hundred dollars spent more than we thought we were going yeah. to. And then, you know, obviously, like, the holidays, we spend a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, obviously, we're putting a lot of money aside because she's going to take a full 12 weeks. We want to have money That's set nice. aside. So we have you know money because she has a because apparently just maternity leave is still it gets talked about all the time and yet no one really does anything about it. <laughs> she told me her maternity leave and I'm like, I know that's bad. Mm -hmm. So, but then uh. you know so then we have that, that we have to save for we have to go on the uh, where we're going to Big Sur because our friend is eloping and we're gonna go with him so we're saving money for that. Basically, our pay I, like she got paid today it's basically gone already. Yeah, no, but still when Friday comes I'm like. Do you want to go to a marble room? <laughs> all of us, just all my economic planning mm -hmm. and, and prowess goes out of the table when it comes to like, I love food. Yeah. Let's, I I don't care what's going on. Let's, let's run up that credit card, another hundred bucks mm -hmm. on some really good food. Yes. And probably a few old fashions. <laughs> That's why on my Instagram, I started Crystal's Cravings. Yeah, I saw, um, I saw. Just because it's like, look, I love food and I might as well just share with everybody like things that I like. And then when I try something new... Let's just try it and review it and see what, you know, like tell you what I think of it. And if you want, you know, you can watch it if you want. If you don't, whatever. I was like, but I, I love to eat. So I think that's so important. I, I think like, it's important to know the places in your city that are the mm -hmm. places you should go pizza, chicken, wings, Mexican, 
Indian the soup dumplings. I just got on to soup that's dumplings. That's why, but maybe like that. So good. I, for some reason, I've always taken it upon myself that if someone comes from out of town, whether it's a friend, yeah. anybody, and they're like, hey, where can I get the best whatever? I need to know the best places mm-hmm. to go. Yeah. And they got to be good. Where should I get the best steak? Where should right? I get the best wings? Where do I get the best pizza? Mm-hmm. I feel like I just have to know that. No, I And I honestly, think a good you point. definitely have to know that's that. That's a good point. <laughs> no, and I, I do, and it's crazy how much I look up Cleveland stuff yeah, 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 and yeah. local stuff of, just what's opening, what's closing, what's you know, just what everything of that, so just to know ones. what's going oh, on yeah. all around. But there's so much going on. But now that I'm an East Sider and I was a West Sider my whole life, that's where I'm needing to learn what to eat. <laughs> like, where do I go for? Where is the best pizza? Where is the best Chinese over here? Even like, where's the best dog groomer? Uh, you know, because I'm very. Um, worried always about that. You know, the horror stories. You take your dog to the groomer. They beat your dog or whatever. They tie him up. <laughs> so I'm like, I need a good dog. Or, you know, so all the, just those local things that I'm still now just trying to figure out and find. And I'm going on dates now. And they're like, where do you want to go? I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, where do I want to go? Where, I don't know this side of town, you know? So Question. I'm always trying to pull things out. Do you think a dude should have some, a plan for you? Because I do. There are some things, look, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of a lot of like, you know, of just the modernization of, of everything and of dating for sure. Mm-hmm. But some things I'd never really lose track of. Yeah. And, and or, or like, I still think just the normal stuff, like just opening a door or, you know, uh, standing up when, when when a woman stands up at the table, like stuff like that. Oh. But then also just like that, like, I'm, I'm not saying that in a commanding way. I'm just like... And honestly, I think for you it would be kind of easier to do too because was, your life is kind of out there. They have to have kind of an idea about what you like. Well, I was like, so I, this um, guy just comes in and he's just like, we're going to get Greek food. And you're like, I hate Greek food. Like, you're like not paying Euros attention. are actually my number one food. Well, I was as an example. I, was, I, told, <laughs> I told my date that last night. I went on a date last night. And I go, Euros are, if I was to die, I would. Greek Euro. village, literally. <laughs> <laughs> Literally two minutes down the road, Greek Village, I think they have the best gyro in the city. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How's their tzatziki sauce, too? That's Man, the, and Yeah. You know, tzatziki, like, that's also We had tzatziki the... last night. Like, we, we <laughs> now, that's that's been in the last, like, two years. We'll put that on damn near anything yeah. that we can find. Oh, my gosh. So, so good. good. So good. Where'd you go that's in your a... day? Well, well, forget that. Well, Did so he have let a plan? me tell you okay, that. Please, so this please, guy, please, um, yeah. I definitely uh, have a more dominating personality, I think, that if you are going to want to even pursue a date with me, you should know that. And you should probably come off strong. Uh, you know, I do I need a, a man who's a man who's going to say, hey, we're going. would you like to go on a date? Let's meet at... And then he kind of t- – I like that in a man to be more the dominator for me so I'm more submissive. Okay. Uh, you don't make me feel more of the feminine side because if not, I could definitely overpower you. You know, I need somebody who's going to be just as strong as my personality you is. Yeah, strong personality. Yeah, so yeah. Um, it, this gentleman, he – lives farther away. So I was like, well, why don't we meet halfway? I don't mind meeting halfway. You don't have to drive so far. I don't even mind driving. I love driving. So I was like, I'll drive out to you. It doesn't bother me. A half hour drive is nothing. And he actually picked a place closer to me. And he drove out towards my, and he said, let's go to the Fairmount. And I was like, I've never been there out in Cleveland Heights. Is like, I've never been. I know where it is. Um, But it's a bar restaurant. I was like, 
I guess it'll be my first time going there too, which is nice to see some a new place in my area. Um, but I like that he picked the place and then he's I, like, let's meet yeah. at seven o'clock at Fairmount. And I was like, love that, I, you know, and yeah. that, that initially was the, Ooh, I like, okay. I like where this is going, where you could kind of take a little command, a little bit of control of that, Same. you know, because if not, I'm a control freak, yeah. but I'm also indecisive. So it, it's easier if you go, Hey, let's go here. Cause I am open to most places yeah. and open to trying new things and stuff. So you can't, I pretty much wouldn't say no. Like, no, I, I'm not into that. Yeah, like I think it's okay to be like, is there just a type of food you just don't like or any allergies or anything like that? that yeah, yeah. If Do the you have answer, any allergies? If the answer or, is yeah. no, I'm like, all right, you know what? There's this place. It's by you. Mm-hmm. I think it's really, they got this. It's kind of casual, but they got some really good reviews and good food. I've been there a few times. Yeah. Why don't we meet there at 7 o'clock? If that doesn't work, let me know. But if not, let's plan on that. Yeah. No, I think yes. you have to have kind of a plan. And again, I, I don't think that that's a, like a, 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 a toxic masculinity no. trait. Mm-mm. I think that's just a... I'm not even sure it's a taking control. I just yeah. think that that's a, a trait of a, hey, I initiated the let's get together. Mm-hmm. It should be on me to put together what we're actually going to do. And yeah. it should be kind of a banger. And I got to make sure that I, you know. Yeah. You know, no. I, I don't think you got to go. And I don't think you should because I think it's bullshit. You shouldn't go to red for your first date because that's not a first <laughs> oh, date. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, That's yeah, a celebration yeah. place. Yeah, yeah. You know, that, that's that's yeah. where I'm sure some people have a normal time at red. Mm-hmm. I don't. I go there once a year. Yeah, if that's so, your tax yeah. bracket. Exactly. And that's, you know, if that's, like, if, that's yeah. like, if that's your every weekend tax bracket and no. that's your normal. I think okay, after my Aldi know? cheese speech, you know that I'm not in that tax bracket. <laughs> but I mean, for, for but, I, I, but you know what? You don't have to. Like Cleveland, that's a good thing about. Mm-hmm. One of the awesome things about Cleveland, it's a big drink and food town. Yeah. You don't got to break the bank when you go no. out. You're still going to have a really good meal in a lot of different places. There's new ones opening all the time. Mm-hmm. So for me, I, that that's what I would. I'd be like, you know, that, the, this place. You know, this place mm-hmm. just opened up. I heard good things. Why don't we go check it out? And if it's no good, you know what? There's a place right across the street. Maybe we can grab. Like I would have a plan mm-hmm. and a backup plan. Not in a weird Green Beret type of way, but in a weird, you just kind of have to do that yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. You talked about like, you know, being memorable right away. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, whether it's in your line of work or, I mean, I, I don't know. I just, I obviously haven't been on a first date in like 15 years. <laughs> but I always just th- kind of thought that. I don't think those traits die. Yeah. Where they're not like appealing. No, no. And I do like a man who I can almost feel like could take care of me. And that to me is a sign of he could take care of me. He's uh, if you're going, hey, we're gonna do this and this and this is where we're gonna meet in this time. It shows me that you are you, that's what you already off of the first date that you're ready to take care of me. Yeah, you're ready to show me the town, the what you want to show me, the town, and kind of be have that little bit of control of. Let me filter you this because then I, hopefully oh, this will be a great experience and I'll have a great first impression because I know this place. It's pretty cool. Um, you know, you kind of give that. And what a but, cool way to shine too, Well, same like um, my date paid the bill last night. I went to the bathroom. He paid the bill while I was at the bathroom. Like so what it. did I do? I pulled out cash to pay the tip. I was like, because I wanted to show him that I also, I would have paid the bill. Yeah. You know, it would have been fine. I and the bill, I, I think the bill's, no I, I think the bill's up for grabs. I still think especially initially and if I'm the one that initiated the if the guys are the one that initiated the let's go out mm-hmm. I do think that I would I think you're more obligated to and it should be in your mind that you're going to pay yeah um but also if one's like, hey, man, let's split her. Let me get the tab. Or, you know, how about I'll get the drinks? Yeah. That is – one, I think that that's a sign that the date went well. Mm-hmm. 
in my which yeah. I it sounds like it kind of. Oh, did. we ended with a kiss. So it was hell like, yeah. Okay, What's so his full thank name? Thank gosh, I paid the tip. <laughs> <laughs> what if I didn't pay the tip? Would he have not? Uh, he would have. He didn't care. I was like, <laughs> and we, we stayed there for three hours as a nice date. So I was like, okay, this was nice. Than I three hours. I thought we'd be like a two hour, you know, two hour max. You know, I was like, especially a first date. You're like, I'm gonna meet this person. You never know, especially based off of these internet dating it's, profiles. Yeah. The, Angles and photos could be good, could be not so good. You're like, you should see how good I can cute? look on Instagram. <laughs> like, what filter's your favorite? <laughs> like, oh, the completely the black and is. white one, and I'm in the way back. But like, I swear, <laughs> angles are like and lighting and all that stuff does take you know plays into your profile and the way somebody looks at it. So it's very our society. Even though we, I I love a guy who's very intelligent. I do. But of course, the first thing I see is your looks. Am I attracted to you or not? There's nothing wrong and, with that. And, you know, Everyone, yeah, everybody, because and, and no matter what, if you look at the person that you're with and you don't think they're attractive, you why are you with them? You know, well, do they also not? When like, someone's like, like well, weird... I'm really into, I'm really into a, like a sense of humor. Like, moron, you don't know what that person's like. The first thing you're gonna see is what they look like. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. And then once I sit down, I know within a couple minutes if this is gonna go well or not. Oh if yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. going to be interested in having a like a second date i'm gonna know within the first few minutes if i want to hang out with you again it's i was like but it's Didn't, just the chemistry the vibe instantly almost, of meeting somebody it's very that similar go, to like a it's like a sales call yeah, yeah. in a way and it kind of is mm -hmm. you got to kind of grab them or not physically you need to grab them kind of <laughs> early yeah and you just kind of got to be like you know just this is kind of what i'm about and then after that if it doesn't work out maybe there's like personality meshes what doesn't happen but mm -hmm. you know you if you I don't know. I think if, if like you said, you're going to kind of know right away. And, you know, when you start talking, you personally, obviously, you know, you don't really have a problem talking to somebody. I could probably put you in front of 10 different strangers and 10 different people you'd have 10 different conversations yeah. with and you really would have a problem with, mm -hmm. um, which is good. You know, that that I think, honestly, that probably took a lot of pressure off him because, you know, he doesn't have to force something out of you or anything like that because yeah. you're already open to talking, which yeah. is nice. Well, like he talked about, like, wings. He brought up, like uh, – eating B-dubs or something. I go, okay, well, what would you, what kind of sauce do you like at B-dubs? You know, I go into that. So important. Almost like an interview mode. It's important. Uh, you know, as if I'm doing this. Yeah. Of just because I want the conversation to keep flowing and going wait, so we wait, can get wait, to wait, know each what other. What do you say? Hot. He likes them hot. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, okay, okay, me too. I'm down with hot. All right. Um, I was like, but I want some, you know, blue cheese on the side, he, which he also is. Did he do blue, blue cheese or ranch? Blue okay. Cheese. Blue cheese, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Chunky blue cheese. Give me that all day. Yeah. What am I, a moron? Little, yeah. I'm like, I, don't, <laughs> I mean, ranch is good, but for like pizza or garlic bread, I want to dip my garlic yeah. bread in ranch. I don't want, no, like, blue I want blue cheese on my wings. Wings is, wings <laughs> is blue like, cheese. Or my salad. I like some good chunks of blue cheese in a salad too. Yeah, I don't mind. For sure. But, you know, the fact that that's what we were, and I was like, hey, I love Asian zing. And, you know, they sell it at Walmart. They sell B dubs, a lot of their sauces at Walmart. Do they? And really? I was like, so you could buy garlic parm, mango barbecue. I like you know, garlic parm the, a lot. like or mango habanero or whatever. I was like, and I love garlic parm. So I, I was love like, garlic it's a parm. good one to have in the fridge. Yeah. Just whenever you make wings at home, you throw on the garlic, the yeah. B dubs garlic parm. <laughs> It's, it's so I, good. Yeah. Oh my gosh, so good. Um, but I, the Asian zing, I'll dip taquitos in it, onion rings. I mean, everything. <laughs> French fries. I'm always squeezing this. I have it in backup in my pantry to make sure I always have Asian zing in stock. Uh, like, um, but it was great. You know, just stupid things like that where we could just trail off into, so I could get to know him better at the same time. Um, you, you and know, just I, talk about random stuff. And I think a lot, but the, that random stuff, those little things, the, the, uh, that's important. 
it obviously it matters what he does for a living. You want somebody that has a job that maybe has an outlook or maybe has a yeah, you know, le- like a, a, a especially a future, the older you get, yeah, a future, you know, a plan, subs- uh, substance wanna... and uh, stability in their yeah, lives, you know, yeah, <laughs> like not like substance not, abuse, yeah. like yeah, substance. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, depends on the substance. You don't want to be sitting across. <laughs> you know, you don't want to be sitting across someone who's thirty eight who's just like, oh, I don't know, I'm just kind of. Figuring things out. Yeah, like, just surfing. You got to shit a lot of time to do this, man. I'm not saying you got to love your job at 38, but you have to have some idea of what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. But then like those other things, like those little personality things, like those things you find funny, the the movies you like, the music you like, mm-hmm. or the movies that you don't like and the music you don't like. For, that stuff just kind of matters because it gives you something to talk about. You don't you don't yeah. want to date yourself. No, no, You know, no. you don't want like everything, everything. Oh my God, we agree on everything. Fuck that. Yeah, it's Like boring. you want to... You want to kind of have those conversations about why do you like that? I've never been into that. Maybe I should check it out. Yeah. Or even tease him about it. I can't believe you like that. <laughs> you know, like yes. th- those things, those things matter because that's mm-hmm. what's, you know, after you're done giving your resume for the first five dates and then you yeah. start actually showing who you are, mm-hmm. that's the stuff that's going to keep shit going. Yeah. No, and that's the also this this weird scary part. I was with my ex for 19 years. So when you're like, okay, well, I'm, I'm out. And now we're in this weird dating pool again of yeah. like getting to know people again. Like, what's your favorite color? Like, I mean, just the dumbest, like whatever, anything that comes to mind. Do you love animals? Like, because I have a dog, you know. And then just those kinds of conversations too. Of because yeah. if you don't like animals, and I yeah. have a dog, it's pretty important to in know, my house. you know, that I when you come, I'm have a dog. And this guy had two dogs. So I was like, okay, cool. So you like dogs, okay? Right. You know, I mean, so just but those kinds of things, yeah, are important, especially as you get older. Um, like I asked him because, and he's a little bit older than I am. But I was like, do you plan, do you want kids in your life? I'm, you know, because I'm a one and done kind of lady. I don't want kids anymore. I was like, my daughter is lucky she's around. It's like, I really never wanted a kid growing up. I never thought about having a child. It just wasn't in my plans. I wanted to be on the real world. And I wasn't going to have a kid. I was too spoiled and selfish, you know. Um, She was a surprise. And I mean, she honestly helped me become an adult and grow up, which was great. I was, you know, younger than most people. And I needed that in my life because I wouldn't be where I'm at today if she wasn't here, you yeah. know, because I would still be it was a driver surfing yeah. around yeah, doing and driver, be like, I yeah. don't know what I want to do. I'd still probably be 37. You'd be like, that 38 year old. Yeah. That's just, <laughs> like, still figuring it out, yeah. I don't know. I just figure, I don't know. I just bartending for now. But, you know, one day, um, you know, I was like, I have high hopes for my band. <laughs> <laughs> I keep telling people now that I'm single, I live alone. I go, I should join a band. I want to sing in a band. I was like, I loved singing when I was growing up. I was like totally into you know, select choir and stuff. Um, so I was like, man, I'm going to join a band, guys. So I'm like, I need a Queens of the Stone Age kind of style band. <laughs> like, band. That's what I need. And like, and I'll join a band, guys. And I'll sing with them. Like, and there, people are like, yeah, do it. Join a band. You, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like I was, but I swear that these are the things that you think about now yeah. of being out and not being in a relationship anymore where that defined me for so many years well, of 19, my that's life. That's a long time. Know? That's a long time. That um, is yeah, one like, person able to vote that is a long time it's crazy it's a insane i was 17 um and my daughter's 14 so it was like it's it's insane to see her grow up and have all this stuff and hopefully we both have just done good enough as parents to rub off on her and you know have her become a 
thriving young adult. I was like, um, yeah. So I was hey, like, you know, the... at this point, we're it, 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 at least she's not little because when she was real little, and we separated to be much harder. But at least she's more established as who she is as a person as a teenager that she understands like between like mom needs to be happy, dad needs to be happy. It's much better like that. You know, she can see that in a bigger picture than little a little kid would. Where a little kid oh, would just yeah, be like, yeah. oh man, mom is, where's mom? You know, um, so it is nice that it, she's as old as she is. Um, but, you know, it was, he was a big part of my life forever. And no matter who I am with next, would have to realize that like, this guy and his whole family was in my life. I grew up with them. They are basically well, see, my that, family. That, that's the thing. Know? Is like that's nineteen years. Like I mean, you're not severing ties with everyone you've Completely. ever met. In yeah, that his family. his one sister is one of my best friends. Yeah, you know. I mean, so it's very. I was there for Christmas, hanging out with their whole family. <laughs> Some of them came up from Texas and stuff. We're all just playing games. I really have a big family. It's the most fun to hang out with them because we can play games. We're doing a dart tournament. <laughs> People are playing ping pong. Like we are just. I mean, so it's so much fun to have this and many people around too yeah. well plus and your daughter it, likes that she, oh, she's, she, she, she wants to have that family throughout yeah. the holidays and i'm like which is really nice because even when we were together we knew that during holiday stuff we'd get a break you're like she's gonna be over there for two weeks yeah. <laughs> like how great we get a we get a little reprieve here um you know so i was like but it, i swear it does change things the dating world's so different now than it was back then because when i met my husband um I was working at American Eagle and I was a senior in high school. You never really met strangers and gave your number to strangers at the time. You would date your friends from high school or your friends' friends from a different school. Oh, he goes to Vermilion High School. And that's how I know him because he's friends with Johnny who is goes to school at my school. Yeah. And like, and that's the only way you dated people. <laughs> I was like, you didn't date strangers. I never like and my ex was the first person I was like, all right, I'm just gonna give this stranger my phone number and see where it goes. <laughs> And obviously it took off and we were, you know, forever obsessed with each other. Uh, my job definitely took away from that a little bit because I was so career driven when I found radio um, on working my way up the ladder as much as I possibly could because I didn't want to do events forever. I was like, I want to work on the air. So I worked my way up to being a promotions director and I was running Kiss FM and our hip hop station, running all the contesting and everything and events for that station, running all the team, the team to do all the events for all the radio stations. And then I did overnights for two years on Kiss FM. So after I was done working my office job, I would go down to the studio and record in to the system my overnight shift. And I would do that oh. before I left. And then I, so I worked a lot trying to get to be where I wanted to be, which was on the air. And then I got let go because of COVID. And I was like, man, I've been working so hard to get all these things. I was working iHeartRadio music festivals behind the scenes, backstage, touring big clients around, showing them like the dressing rooms and stuff. I mean, the coolest stuff. And Hanging then they were like, Demi Lovato, you know, and then COVID. And I was like, man, I was like, this is, I was over here, like uh, hoping to be my boss's successor one day. I was like, if I don't get on the air doing these kind of events, these giant events and stuff, I was like, this is what I want to do. I wouldn't want to run events. It's so cool to see them go off and people enjoy the event that you helped put together and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's so, so um, satisfying. So I was like, this could be my B plan. I'm okay with being in promotions. And then they were like, we're going to furlough you guys for six months. And then they laid me off and I worked at Starbucks for the four months. Um, and then they called me 
halfway into my Starbucks, about two months into Starbucks, and said, we're thinking about bringing you back for something different. That's nice. And I was like, ooh, amazing. And they're like, it's going to be on the air. And I was like, holy crap. Like, okay, so, so I'm a dork. And I get out a notebook for my Starbucks. So at Starbucks, you make what we call a game plan for the day when you're a shift manager. Who's going to work that day on your shift? So you want to know who's going to work and where you're going to put them in their zones because they're only supposed to be in their specific zones, where you're going to put them and when you're going to move them because nobody wants to stay at the espresso machine all night. So I had this playbook. And I, what was crazy about the playbook is that the last day I was at Starbucks was the last page in my playbook. I had no more pages after that. It was just that many pages. So I go, so it was meant to be that I was only at Starbucks for this four months because how else were That's there wild that works exactly out. Yeah. this many pages in this book? And this is the last page for the last day. I was like, this is crazy. Um, and then I worked on the Mark Nolan show for a year doing, answering his phones, producing his a podcast, having an open mic, being on the show with him and Jen. Um, and then they pulled me from that show to change things up a little bit and, you know, just always fix it and change it and see it. And they're like, oh, you guys sound alike and stuff. So they're let's make some changes. Put me on a different show on Kiss FM. And the whole time I was just doing my own show on Kiss FM. So I was like, no matter what, I have my own thing going on. And I, I did the Jeremiah show on Kiss FM for a little bit, helping him get going, doing a lot of work behind the scenes, prepping with him for his show. Um, and then they were like, ah, no, that's not a good fit. <laughs> so I was like, what's crazy about my job too is that you have to always be accepting of you could be gone tomorrow. You could. It's I mean, a volatile industry. It yeah, really. Yeah. I was like, so you have to accept that always. Of you never know what's gonna come next. Um, and that's why I was like, hey, I, at least I got to audition and sit on Rover's show for a couple weeks. I was like, how fun and exciting to do answer his phones and be with them. I was like, that was so much fun, you know. Um, but also really nerve wracking. Uh, and I was like, but. I was like, this is what I've always wanted to do. Since I've known, this was what I wanted to do. I was like, but it took me to grow up a little bit and have my daughter do all this stuff to push me into, I need to figure out what I want to do with my life that's more meaningful than being a waitress. I was like, and being a waitress is no problem with that. I was no, like, I made great no, no, no. money being yeah, a waitress. Very, I was like, yeah. but... It just wasn't something I wanted to do, and this I just fell in love with. Well, it's like anything else; it's got to fit, you mm -hmm. know. Like if you if you liked, you know, the 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 service industry. At my my buddy Tony, you know, like he he has been in the service industry, helped open more more restaurants in this city that everyone knows than you could believe. I mm -hmm. couldn't believe when he was telling me, and <laughs> that that's his industry, you know. That yeah. and he likes it; he stays in it, and that that's what he's gonna do. But it's got to fit, mm -hmm. so. Kind of talk about all this, and I kind of want to ask you a question that almost encompasses everything that we've talked about. Yeah. So, wh what is your balancing act now? Because you have, well, I mean, you definitely have two full time jobs <laughs> because you're a parent. Mm -hmm. Um, but you're a parent, and you're kind of juggling a fourteen year old, which is a crazy age. Yeah. You know, because I was 14 and I sucked. <laughs> uh, but, you know, you have a 14-year-old that's, you know, kind of becoming like a young adult. Mm -hmm. You are maneuvering, you know, kind of waters with, you know, your ex and maintaining that relationship and the relationship with his family to kind of make sure that that stays, you know, you know, uh, uh, I mean, you haven't neutral. spoken ill about him yeah, at all. I mean, it's just, it's a, yes. it's a maintain because, you know, you obviously want your daughter to have that relationship yeah. too. Then you have this job that you have that you clearly love that that's, I mean, 
it's very, very obvious because, you know, you can't see yourself, but when you talk about it, you just look different. Uh-huh. It yeah, could, yeah. Well, you talk about it because you, you love it. You're one of those Your people passion. that actually gets yeah, to that, love like, what yeah. they do. So you have that. And it's not a normal nine to five job. No. It, it's, it's, it's volatile. It's unpredictable. Yes. It's exciting, but it can also be nerve wracking. And, you know, you mentioned Andre. Andre and I had a long talk about mm-hmm. this is that uh, when you really love what you do, your job is actually a little bit more stressful because I lose my job, I go find another job. Mm-hmm. You lose your job, you lose the thing that you love. Yes. So yeah. that you have that, and now you have, which I think is exciting and cool and funny, another aspect that's kind of going to be or could be part of your life is now you're now in the dating world. Yeah, yeah. So what is your juggling act? Because anyone that's going to be in your life, like in a romantic sense, mm-hmm. has to kind of understand Four pretty important things that are deal breakers if they can't get on board. For sure. You know what I mean? Yes, 100%. So so what is that? Is it even something you're like, are you just like, I just have to get through each day? Or I'm not going to be like, what's this guy going to think in a week? Or I'm going to lay it all out there. If not, move on, whatever it mm. is. I mean, is it like, 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 how do you look at all of these things in a day? Because all these things have to pass through your mind in a day. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. Uh, all, all the time. Um, yeah. That's why I love the TV on. It helps distract my brain. Sure. Um, <laughs> so not think about anything. Sorry, that was um, a really long question. But... <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I definitely, because too, I'm now doing like shared pretty much custody of my child. So it's like I'm a mom. Like another week. aspect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like yeah. a mom one week and a mom not the next week. That so I'm it's like schedules. Oh, I'm, That's the other thing. I'm it's like, like open you, right now. Like this week I'm free. You have like, like three so crazy schedules that, yeah. you, that you can plan and yet not uh, yeah, plan. No. And it's terrible too because I'm like, oh, well, let me look at. Oh, no, I have my daughter that weekend. So I can't hang out you know so that's where it's like oh you know and I'm sure though my my ex and I do have a good relate we're trying to keep our relationship at a good place because we did grow up together for 20 years almost of people Um, and we would like to at least like continue some kind of friendship eventually that we can be cool with each other and you know and just keep that going Um, but and then be open with like he knows I went on a date last night you know so I was like but be open enough and not too much because of course he doesn't want no details <laughs> I was like even though we're not together he still doesn't want to know <laughs> I was like you know um but when I, he subscribes you know, to your OnlyFans yeah I was like <laughs> he probably would um I mean who would no I'm just kidding um yeah no so I was like so it's weird to have that aspect of I'm a mom one week and not the next week yeah uh, and even when my daughter is around because she is a teenager that she's doing her own thing a lot. So then I'm still even I love having her energy in the house. So I tell her when she leaves, I go, it's weird to not have your energy here. And I expect you to be there, but you're not, you know, like expect her to be in her room, but she's not going to be there until next Wednesday. And she dances and does all this stuff herself. So she has her own life. So I can't have her all the time because she's like, well, I have dance on Tuesdays and on Saturday, you know. And so everything has to be kind of planned around all that stuff. Um, So that's why I was looking at dates, even to sit here with you of like, when do I have? Oh no, okay, I don't have. Her oh yeah, 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 you know. Yeah, yeah. And I, I really was looking of. So that's that's something that's funny because then I do have to plan my dates around. Hey, I can't hang out this week. I have my daughter Wednesday to Monday, so I'm not gonna hang out with anybody but her. What's your time? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was like, and which is great. And a lot of guys will go, oh, understandable. Have fun, enjoy your time with your daughter. You know that kind of thing when I'm talking to people. Um, but it is funny to juggle that. I think work is the easiest thing to juggle, honestly. I was like, that is to me, I don't know, even doing events and stuff, it's just that's my 
bloodline of that's my income, that's my, you know, that kind of it's stuff. It's wildly too. your most structured thing, even though it's not that structured. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, to me it's like the, okay, I'm going to go in, I go in at a certain time, I'm going to get all this stuff done and I kind of have that skeleton of, let me do this, let me, I have to do this inside the system. Okay, once I'm done with all this stuff, I can go home. But now I'm trying to do a routine of, okay, when I go home, I'm going to work out. And then after I work out, I should eat lunch, you know, and even breaking it down like that. But I try to live day by day for the most part. I tell people my whole entire life, I've always lived in the moment. I've never been the kind of person to go, well, in five years, I would love to do this. I don't think that far ahead. I think about the now all the time. Yeah. I never, I might think of, and promotions helps me think about when I did events, like tomorrow, this weekend, next week, and think ahead a little bit in that sense of we have events coming up and to keep those in your brain. But um, I swear I was always the kind of person of, well, no, this is what's fun right now. Yeah. And that got me into a lot of trouble when I was younger because just because I thought it was fun and I was having a good time, but I didn't care about it might hurt your feelings, the decisions that I make might affect you. I never realized that as a kid. Um, My ex was the one who put that into my head of, you know, like when you make this decision, it hurts your mom because. And I was like, oh, man, I never looked at it like that because I was so selfish. And um, so I changed that outlook somewhat, but I still like to live in the, this is the moment we have right now, is this minute. Uh, A plane could fall out of the sky for all I know right now. And in two minutes, we're dead. I don't, you know, so I try to definitely appreciate as much as possible yeah. The present, you know. Yeah, so I mean, most people I talk to don't have "quote unquote" normal jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, they they have they're they're in creative fields, or in entertainment fields, or content creators, they're models, they're rappers, they're fighters. You know, they have all the stuff that's just a little bit out of the norm. And usually, like, I mean, if I talk to each one of them ten times and I ask them, "Do you think about the future? Or do you think about today?" It really depends on the day that I ask them. Mm-hmm. Like one day they're like, I'm planning something. The other day they're like, I just got to get through today. Mm-hmm. You know, and do you think that that changed um, kind of as your relation? Because when, when you have a child, like I'm, my kid's not even born yet, and I'm yeah. thinking about what the next 20 years is going to yeah. be like. Like does that, does that kind of change with your relationship where you're like, all right, now I kind of have or feel like more freedom because I'm – you know, you're single again. I mean, is that a factor? Yeah. Or like, is no, that... the only thing I do think about is like my daughter's going to drive soon. Yeah. She's going to yeah. need a car. Oh, that, no. That's your down the road. Do I have to buy yeah. a car? Ugh, how much is a car? $2,000? That should be fine, right? I guess those are the things that I'm like, and I keep telling her like, you should save your own money. You're going to have to buy a car one day. <laughs> like, yeah. I like pushing those. She's like, no, I want dad's car, you know? And I'm like, and she's like I want to drive the Malibu those when I'm free. 16, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, okay, well, hopefully dad will get a new car. Um, you know, so I was like, but that's the stuff that I think about yeah. more than anything is her future and not my. Like if I was to look at anything, because I'm always pushing her of, She's an amazing artist, and uh, she was doing special effects makeup all the time on her hands and stuff, making the coolest stuff, like pulling a toothpick out of her hand, you know, like, I mean, just everything you could imagine, like, oh, look at these giant holes I made, you know, whatever. And I hate like, kids nowadays. The There's so much stuff. more talented than I, mean, I was. She's like, look at mom, I sliced my hand open. I'm like, oh my God. She's like, it's fake. It's, you know, it's Vaseline and stuff that she mixed together and all this. And I'm like... <sighs> That's um, it looked so real to me, you know. Yeah. Um, and I was like, you should do special effects makeup and stuff. And then she met my friend who works for iHeart, who's a graphic designer. 
And my daughter's so good with art, always doing digital art too. And she was, you know, so impressive how much money my friend makes. My friend can work oh, yeah. from, she can work from wherever That's she wants. That's a good gig. You know, and she's yeah. like, wow, it's great. And so now I, my daughter does online school this year as a transition from me moving out of my house. Um, she had some, some of her own uh, troubles going on at school that were like, let's just pull her from school, let her do online this year. That way she could be at my house on a Wednesday. And she's not missing school. Well, she can still a, do that's school for my, you know. It's so fabulous, yeah. honestly, that she could be at my house Wednesday through Saturday or Sunday and just bring her laptop with her. And then she does school. She gets up and she's like, Mom, I'm awake. If I'm not there, she's like, I'm awake. I'm, a, you know, I only have this assignment to do. And like, lets me at least know what's going on. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, get it done. Uh, it's like, so, um, but next year I think we're going to do vocational school, which has a graphic design program. Um, but I swear, this is not stuff that I was thinking about when I was a kid. And I oh, my God, mom no. probably did try to push me into like, what do you want to do with your life? And other people, I had um, a principal in my um, elementary school, Mrs. Zodie. She was the best principal ever. She was like my second mom. She was my principal from kindergarten to like sixth grade. And if I didn't have a paper signed, I swear she would sign a paper for me to make sure that I got it. I, she was that. I wouldn't get into big trouble because she knew I was a good kid. I just was making bad choices here and there. And she wanted to help guide me down the right path. Yeah. And she would always tell me like, one day I'm going to see your name in lights. She was like, that's the kind. She just had saw something in me. And it, it, I love that, that she was such a great role model for me because she really pushed me to be a better person by not being a bitch. She was just really cool and understanding. And um, But those people, I think, made a mark on me more than anything of trying to get me to be, like, think about the future. And I was like, ah, pfft. Okay, sure. I'm just whatever. I'm writing fuck you on the bathroom walls and getting in trouble, you know? Um, it's like, you know, I really, I, but for my daughter, I'm like, you got to think about this stuff. You can't just think about right now when that's good and all, but like, you have to think about your future. See, you, <laughs> like, so you, you actually know? do have a long term plan, but it's for her. Yeah. So, I, so you I, are thinking 20 years down the road, yes. but you're thinking about her 20 years down the road. Not you're me. like, I wonder what Friday's going to look like. Yeah. I mean, the only thing Completely that I ever. understandable, too. And the only thing I ever think about me is like, oh, I have a goal of. I want to yeah. build. I bought my house in September and I have a perfect nook to build a recording area for myself. Oh, cool. I want to nice. do voiceover work. That's all I, I want to do a ton of voiceover stuff uh so i was like i I got all this dead proofing i have all this stuff to do it and it's like now i just gotta build this room (laughs) i like so that's my goal that's like one of my future goal you know like um stupid things like i have a vanity from 1910 that i sanded down and now like now i gotta stain it you know those are my small future goals i don't ever try to look anything bigger than that for some reason yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm just always pretty much in the what can i get done in the immediate as <laughs> like i never look but for her i definitely have a more of an outlook Big plans, of, yeah you need to start thinking of those things and because i never did and I just fell into what I did. And I'm just lucky that I got to where I'm at. <laughs> you know, I feel that way of, and not just luck, but yes, of course, my own work ethic and all that kind of stuff. I was like, but if you don't, you know, I, I think that's the thing about having her was she did push me all my whole life from that point on to grow up. I was never a grown up. I was just a child running around, you know, and I still am to an you know, extent, Um which we all are, right? Like here and there. Uh, so I was like, but she definitely is either the reason I think of future plans 
And that's the only reason. She definitely was probably my turning point in life of trying to look more towards the future. That's when I was like, all right, I should probably... You That's know, what's weird about it. a child can make a child a grown things. up. <laughs> yeah, like it's what's weird? a four hundred one k? I gotta learn about it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like oh wait, this is gonna help me buy my house? How amazing! I invested in a four hundred one k. Like oh, this is great. Uh, <laughs> like, but those things I would have never even crossed my mind until yeah. I had her, and she she's definitely the reason that pushed me um, for everything from that point forward. Um, but because if not, I'd just be a wild moon child. <laughs> like I would tell my ex I was a wild horse and he tamed me and he hated that phrase and I was like why it's the truth you grounded me you kept me more sane of like stop being out there doing whatever you feel like doing because that's just gonna lead you to more trouble eventually it doesn't you know set you on a good path so yeah. I was like oh you're right maybe I should make better choices and think about what I'm doing before I do it. <laughs> I, th- that that's what that's what happens, you know. And it's some of us are more reluctant or fight those things off when you start having those conversations, whether it's your significant other or because of that. Like I know people that have had kids at a young age, and they were they grew up like that because mm-hmm. you have to. Mm-hmm. Well, technically, you don't have to. They are like, but I. I do have to. Yeah. That th- there's someone dependent on me. Yeah. So the things that, you know, my I everything about me is now second fiddle. At least the good people. Because there are some I mean. people out well, there who are like, oh, man, I got a child, but who cares? Well, I'm just let it sip in that dog bed over there. That's what I mean. <laughs> that's know? what I mean about yeah. like, no, not all of them think yeah, that way. But, but the like good the good ones. people are just like, you know what? I, it's not just me anymore. Now it's I, I'm this person is dependent on me. Yeah, so, and that's what you did. So there's a mural that I see driving through East Cleveland. <laughs> I always have to drive through East Cleveland, and uh, it's like a caterpillar talking to a butterfly. Yeah, <laughs> and something, and he says something like, "Hey, we're supposed to change." Yeah. and I was like, and I'm like, yeah, I mean that is definitely how I feel. Where is that? I I know I've seen that. <clears throat> Excuse me, it's on Superior, I believe. Um, between like you know. 55th and 100th. <laughs> it's I know like, I've it's seen somewhere, that. it's over there on Superior. I swear it's on Superior. Um, but it, I just think it's so great because I'm like, yeah, no, that is, I feel that as you, you should always be growing and changing and evolving mentally, you know, throughout your whole life. It was like, don't give up and just stop and decide, oh, okay, I'm done. This is me. And like, except me for me, which I, uh, some people do and that's fine. But I think that you should still be open and learning. And I'm an, I'm an uh-huh. old dancer. And as a dancer, you continue to learn. Dance is always evolving. There's always new movements coming out. There's always new tricks. It's constantly evolving, just like gymnastics. If you look at gymnastics back in the day, in the 70s, what it was, oh, we're going to do one flip, and now what it is. Oh, my God, they're ninjas. It's complete. And same with dance. Dance was more basic movements and all this and now it's developed into it's a little bit of acrobat and you have to be able to do all this stuff it's not just dance anymore you're doing flips and it's crazy how much it's evolved but you have to always consistently be learning you can't stop learning in dance it's always a growing process um so i feel like you know almost as if you're never perfect you know, so you well, should always you know, continue to. Earn. I mean, and none of us, you know, none of us really are. But it, and it's not even like a weird thing to strive toward. But like, you're exactly right. And I think some people can kind of get bogged down in that, mm-hmm. and a lot of it's just kind of fatigue and frustration. But I mean, you know, there's no reason to not learn how to do something else or have little goals or try something new. Yeah. I mean, you, you you shouldn't really grow. I mean, if we are ever 
not to grow out of something, that's what we shouldn't grow out of. Yeah. No, because if, if not, I feel like you're probably bored at home. Oh, yeah. You know, you're probably bored. Or boring. Like, if you're just stuck and, you know, you slug it, which I go right now, I've been slugging it out. I was like, I got, I was like, I was so busy for a hot minute and now I'm not, which has been great. I like to take that time where I'm not busy and become a sloth for a little bit. But I go, okay, I need to get back into a routine. I become too much of a sloth right now. I was like, we got to go back into it's a balance, yeah, yeah of having some. <laughs> and as kind you get older, you kind of sometimes need sloth days. <laughs> no, yeah, there's there's so many I like. I yeah. appreciate those days, hundred percent. I do too. I do too. I do too. I like I can binge all day long. People are like, oh, did you go watch Wednesday? I go, oh yeah, I watch it on Saturday, and they're like. Oh, did you finish it or are you? And I'm like, no, no, yeah, I watch watched it Wednesday, on Saturday. On Saturday. <laughs> the whole entire thing I watched in one day. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm disgusting. I can't help it. Uh, like, so if I get on something, I become like kind of obsessed with it. Uh, but I was like, I swear. Don't think he was obsessed. Think he was dedicated. I, you know, I that's why I'm like, I like to do my research on things, you know, I want to be informed. Yeah. So I was like, I talk on the radio. I got to be informed on the show. I got to get it done. So I'm oh, watching yeah, it in do. one. Yeah. And I do feel that way about a lot of things. Even just scrolling the internet. I'm just scrolling the internet, but you know how much stuff I screenshot while I'm scrolling? Because that's my prep work for tomorrow. Of Oh my gosh, oh I didn't see that. The Golden Globes were last night. <laughs> you know, which oh. had no idea the Golden Globes really were last night, right? And the only reason I knew last night was because of scrolling through Instagram and seeing all everybody's attire on the red carpet and who won this and this. And so I'm screenshotting multiple things that I see yeah. so that way I can go back tomorrow morning go on the internet look up those articles read about them and then spit them out I only you knew because I saw the guy that played Dahmer one that, that's oh yeah thing. Evan Peters honestly love him but oh, I love great. him as Quicksilver in X-Men. I actually was Quicksilver for Halloween one really? year. I made his utility belt and everything, bought a silver jacket. I mean, I bought his whole entire outfit from the X-Men movie um, and only a few people. You know, when I went to Comic-Con, people yeah. knew who I was. Oh, cool. uh, when I went out to parties... People had no idea I was Quicks Quicksilver, you know. I was like, oh, okay, well, it was a hard one. I'm a pulling off a boy, too, you know, a boy character. But, I mean, it had goggles and everything. So it was like you would yeah. at least, like, kind That's of, awesome. if you watched the X-Men movie, you would know. I love that dude. Um, he, I love American Horror he's a Story. a great actor. I love, yeah, American Horror uh, I love, Story. Uh, the first season of American Horror Story, it's one of the mm -hmm. best first seasons of anything I've yeah. ever seen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I loved them as Quicksilver because I do love the uh, the, the X-Men movies. And the Dahmer one was, you know, and because I, I remember that. Like, I yeah. remember when all that was happening. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of stuff in there I just didn't know, obviously, because when he was caught, social media wasn't a thing. So yeah. there wasn't as much information. So I didn't know a lot of that stuff. A lot of us didn't. So it was wild to see. But, yeah, that's how I do about that same thing. I think I found a reel of him being accepting an award. Mm -hmm. so. Oh, yeah. No, I love – I'm um, sick, so I like all those kinds of things. So I if too. I'm going to look up info, I – you know, for years before that ever – I always knew that Jeffrey Dahmer grew up in Bath. I did too, And yeah. so I would oh, – every time I ever drove by Bath, I'd be like, can we go – we should just drive around Bath. Like, I just want to go by his house, you know. And I would oh, – and people are like, you're so weird. And I'm like, that kind of stuff really I just am so enamored with because how these people think. I like it. Gets, we have so I'm many like, weirdos from Ohio to too. So oh, many. Yeah, people. it was like, so it just all that kind of stuff intrigues me. I uh, did too, know. especially the, it's, it's weird, but the, the serial killer stuff. Like, I loved the, the Dahmer series. I loved Mindhunter on Netflix. Mm -hmm. I loved. 
you know, the movie Copycat. I loved all of those movies. Yeah. I love all those documentaries, yeah. the Ted Bundy ones. I've yep, watched all of them. Me too. Anyone that comes on, I'm like, gotta watch that. Yeah. I just, I love that stuff. Oh, see, know? I even like like schizophrenic stuff. Oh, to yeah. To watch schizophrenics yeah. and them sitting and talking. I mean, just anything like that. Bonkers, even older stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah, older asylums. I'm like totally yeah, into. I'm into that. Uh, learning about all that stuff. Even exploring those places. I'm like, I love exploring like abandoned places and stuff. And I'm like, oh, I want to go to Athens and get inside <laughs> their like asylum. Like, even though it's trespassing, uh, you know, um, you can't go in there. Um, but I'm like, there's so many places that I'm like, oh, I just, that stuff really interests me and I gravitate towards the weird and the, but because of that, you know, you just, I'm, I don't think in that same way. It's that morbid curiosity of how did they have no emotions and that they can just do this and like just putting yourself in their shoes and trying to, you know, think about it is crazy to me. Well, so. I was talking about this on Sunday about like, uh. People like that, or, or or people that have like, or who are more prone to alcoholism and things like that, is there something like in their DNA that like have scientists look at? Are there people that I know that they have in terms of like like horrible things like like uh, like pedophilia, like mm-hmm. that that it's if you know if a child is you know molested, there's a good chance that they are going to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's terrifying, but yeah, the ones that I was always wondering and curious, and I start me and my buddy were talking about this. Is there something that Anyone has discovered like a like a DNA code. Not that means you're going to, but yeah. maybe you're more prone, prone to. Yeah. Like you know, there's a, same thing like alcoholism. If you have that in your family, you might be more prone to it. But mm-hmm. you know, there's also alcoholics that are in families where no one drinks. Yeah. And you just do it yourself. Like, is there some kind of genetic makeup that makes you prone to that? Mm-hmm. It's just it's, I'm like. There might be. I don't oh, yeah, know. No, I love the science behind that. You're Same. like your brain is built differently. Your cognitive part of your brain is like you know that kind of stuff. I love the I science love the, behind it. You ever too. like the, yeah. those people that have head injuries and all of a sudden mm-hmm. they wake up and they speak another language? Oh, I would say King Henry the Eighth. King Henry the Eighth was a Renaissance man. He's one of my favorite historical figures. Um, Renaissance man. He was like six feet tall. He was, I mean, charming and good looking. Everybody was like, "Wow, oh my God, this guy was the bee's knees at the we time." We are a right? dying breed. So then <laughs> <laughs> he got into an accident while jousting, and after that accident, people say he was a completely different person. Oh, and yeah. And people who go yeah. through doctors and stuff, psychologists go, "Yeah, he more than likely had a brain injury, and he probably." you know his frontal cortex was probably damaged and then this is why his personality went from this to this sure. and that's and then of course he had pain and gout and all that stuff which made him an angry guy and like so he became a completely different person than what people and that's what we know of King Henry VIII now when people yeah, go yeah. King Henry you know that guy the fat guy who was mean and he like it was smelled bad and all this stuff but really he was this amazing guy to start off with but he had a brain and nobody back then knew about that kind he of stuff either. He probably had CTE either, and just you know? no one knew, yeah. I was like, but how crazy that now they can look at that and say those things well, you, you know, it's yeah. like, but how much the brain really, you know, can Did you watch the, uh, you. did you watch the Aaron Hernandez thing on Netflix the, the, the documentary? <sighs> I don't, I don't know if I watched that one. So, maybe if anyone doesn't know, Aaron Hernandez was a, a football player for the Patriots and he eventually was convicted of murder, and he actually was also, I think, being investigated in another murder and mm-hmm. involved in others. But just either way, at the at the end of this, this guy was maybe twenty five when yeah. he finally got arrested and stopped playing football. They, when he died, uh, not far after this, they analyzed his brain and they're like, "This guy had the brain damage wise. He had the brain of like a fifty year old. Yeah, oh my like gosh. The, he had ex." 
extensive mm-hmm. brain damage. Yeah. Just from all the, the, the hits in football. And they're like, we can't say that this didn't have anything to do with mm-hmm. what he did because it makes you, you find that, you know, when your parts of your brain are damaged, it can make you more violent. There are animals that are more violent because their brains are different. The, 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 the part of the brain that would inhibit some of that behavior is smaller that mm-hmm. makes it more violent. It, but I mean things like yeah. that. No, yeah. The one that still to this day just baffles me is is the the, the how weird the brain can be is like yeah. I don't even know remember the name of this guy. He was this older guy. He was from the eighties, and they were interviewing him. They're like, this guy, you can like say it was like nineteen eighty five when I'm watching this, and they're just like, uh, February third. 1997. He's like, that falls on a Tuesday. He wouldn't even think about it. <laughs> and he'd be like, it falls on a Tuesday. And he got it right every single time. It's and crazy. then you asked him what seven plus five is, and he's like, 38. He had no idea. Yeah. His brain was phenomenal in one way and completely just destroyed like in another autistic way. Like autistic people. Complete, yeah, exactly. They could be hyper-focused on one thing and really be knowledgeable in that one area yeah. and just flourish. But then in other th- ways, they might be socially awkward yeah. because they, they don't understand social cues, but I know all this information about yeah. buildings. You know, yeah, like, exactly, yeah. I mean, and they're like, wow, what a savant this person is. Like, how crazy. And a lot of scientists you know? think that uh, some of the, there's arguments that the autism spectrum is the next evolution of the human brain mm-hmm. is that the brain is good. Like the people who are autistic, uh, autistic, some of them are going to become be autistic, but they're not going to have the deficiencies of maybe the social cues mm-hmm. or it's going to get lowered and lowered. And yeah. as we go decades and decades off, that's the evolution of the brain. Mm-hmm. We're going to start, cause they say you only use 10% of your brain anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're using maybe 30% of their brain, but they're not using any of the social cue part of the mm-hmm. brain. And then they're going to use 30% of the brain and the so like that's the evolution of the human brain. Yeah, I mean it's just it's wild it's to think about that. It yeah, is. no, I, just, I always as a dancer would tell my girls about the brain body connection because your body is just this carcass you're carrying around. Your brain's doing suit. all the work. Yeah. Your brain is what's making your hand move. And I would always tell that like you really need to be aware of that as a dancer because I'm thinking about energy going from my right pinky tip to my left yeah. pinky tip. And I have to be hyper aware of that and feeling it. Of And I was like, most people are not sitting there thinking about <laughs> like your pinky, like extending your arms in the opposition of energy. And so nobody's thinking about it. I was like, we have to look at it in such a different way. You have to be able to connect the two, but be able to separate the two. I, it's just such a different way of thinking than most normal people. <laughs> I was like, well, so, the rest of us just get fucked you know? up and dance. <laughs> yeah, <we> like, <laughs> and you're like, whatever my brain is doing, my bo- my brain is telling me to do what my body is It's funny because you know, my, my brain and my body have like, shut down. And here comes the word. <laughs> so, uh, before I let you go, because it's a school night, uh, <laughs> um, what um, I I know you know we 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 alluded to a little bit about uh, a little bit ago about you know like the 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 future and the things like that. I know a lot of it's more in the moment, but yeah. I know you're kind of you're doing the things you want to do. And I mean, and, and take the personal stuff out because that's just. There's too many factors. <laughs> well, what do you want? So, like, you know, you on air, 96.5. Like, what, what What do you want to do? What do you see? How do you see it evolving? What do you – do you have other things you want to do? Do you want to – I mean, I know you want to build this thing in your house. Yeah. I mean, what, what, what do you I see? Definitely, like, like you old, in a year. Like My what do you, number what do you one see? thing is voiceovers. Yeah. I really have always – and what's funny is my mom – it was my mom's dream yeah. to do voices for cartoons. Really? And that's my dream. <laughs> Is to eventually do voices for lots of things. I don't don't just want to do cartoons. I love cartoons. I'm an, 
adult cartoon addict. <laughs> and even I know, teenage it's on cartoons. Like, <laughs> it's I can watch YouTube. some regular show, Adventure Time. Like, I'll watch them all. Um, South Park's my number one. Uh, but I, you know, I would love to do cartoons. Yeah. Uh, honestly, would would even wouldn't even mind reading audiobooks. When I would read to my daughter when she was little, and I was going to Ohio Center for Broadcasting and just starting off in radio, I would read her um, Dr. Seuss books to practice my diction and the inflection in my voice and all these different things. But you'd read them as James um, Earl Jones. As, yeah, I'd try and try to get really nice and smooth. Um, yeah, I no, cannot I really, eat them, Sam, I am. <laughs> I really do try to be in character, you know, and that kind of thing of making it entertaining for her. And I want to do that for adults and just read That's books cool. and stuff like that. Um, I don't know why I've always hated my voice. My whole entire life, I thought that I had a boy voice growing up. I was like, I sound like a guy. I just thought it was so weird inside my head. Really? But then I was a soprano one in choir, so I sang the highest notes. So obviously, I have a higher pitch voice. Uh, and then as I got older, I smoked marijuana, and my voice got a little lower. And uh, I saw my choir director years later, and he was like, wow, your voice has changed. It's gotten real low. And I was like, thanks. Thanks, Dave Thomas. Um, I was like, what a hit to the, like, of thank Wendy's? you, hit to the throat. <laughs> oh, we thought it was so funny. His name was Dave Thomas. Um, but I was like, yeah, no, I was like, you know, so I have always struggled accepting my own voice, but it's weird that I'm on radio, <laughs> on the radio, and I'll hear my voice play back on certain things and go, who produced this? My voice sounds so good. I'm like, how does it sound this good? Who did this to me? <laughs> like, I think I sound amazing. But I, I like, it's just hilarious to hear yourself back and go. And most people go, oh god, I hate my voice, you know. And yeah. the fact that I feel the same way, but then I want to put my voice out there for all these things. I'm like, yeah. Do you want me to voice your commercial? I'll do it. Do you want me to? I was like, yeah. I like, I just like that kind of stuff. I don't know why that's where I'm going towards, but that's really. Probably my number one goal that I would say in the next like year or two I really want to hit. Is oh, that's cool! I like that. Doing I like that. Stuff. I like that a lot. Um, but you know that, and eventually you know fixing up my house because I'm now that kind of girl who wears a tool belt around, got the drill out, and I'm ready to take care of business. So it's <laughs> like those two things are my goals right now of of immediate trying to make my life better in that sense of giving myself some kind of distraction, but also income <laughs> and um, just making your safe space feel more like home. You know? Yeah. So I was like, cause now for now it's good. It's cute. I was like, but one day it'll have to be a little bit more Gothic than it is right now. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit darker <laughs> than it is now. So, well, you're in the dating world now too. So do the, uh, uh, the, uh, the tool belt, put that on your uh, dating profile. Guys are really be into that. I, and I want, well, I, I tell people like last night I said, you know, I grew up with a single mom. So for me, like he tried to take my jacket, such a gentleman. And I was like, Oh no, I, I mean, I got, I got it. Like it was so, I was like, uh, I'm so not used to, I do like a guy to take care of me in that sense, but I, like that. I, do I don't too. need it. I could carry a 10 by 10 over my shoulder sure, yeah. and I get, you know, like I can make it work and I'll get it done. Um, but I do like somebody to take my jacket. That's fine. Classics never die. I don't think classics wanna... ever die. And <laughs> you know? I think so that's I one like, of them too. I'd pull out my chair. That's okay. You know, uh, he was like, yeah, I could tell you wouldn't even let me take your jacket for you. So I could tell you're an independent person. Um, but I was like, but I do like a, a masculine man who can take care of me at the same time. So I was like, yeah, no, I could put that on the back burner <laughs> and let you do it. <laughs> but if nobody's around, I can get it done. 
You know? hey. But I think a mom feels that way too. Any mom. Well, would say yeah, that, you I, know, I think of, so too. You yeah. know, a good mom would be like, "Yeah, no, I got you it." You took I'll, control I'll 14 it. years ago, so yeah. I mean, you, you, yeah. yeah, you've been you've been at the wheel for a while, so <laughs> it might be hard to let other people drive. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm a control freak. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, but the, hey, it's not a bad thing. I mean, oh. being a control freak is also, I think, you know, that can kind of get a bad rep because I think that also that is it walks hand in hand with being driven and passionate about stuff, and that can kind of get you to where you want to go. Yeah. Uh, and it got you there, and that's and awesome. prepared. Yeah. You should always be prepared for anything that comes your way. Yeah. You know, like, no matter what it is. <laughs> well, where can everybody find your stuff? Uh, I'm at Crystal Elise on every social. That's all my social handles, but yeah. I spell my name weird, so it's K R Y. S-T-L-E-E-L-Y-S-E, if you find me. I was like, if you find me, it's because you really research it. Because <laughs> if you get my name, I'm probably halfway right, it might pop up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. Uh, but all my social handles are the same to make it easy. Cool. You know. Well, awesome. I do appreciate you taking the time because I know, especially the more I got to know you, you got a lot of shit going on. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I do appreciate you taking the time, making that trek all the way from the east side. It's it's gonna it's like a hundred miles away. Oh, it does feel like that sometimes. Does, sometimes right? I was like, but when I'm I on two seventy one. I'm like, this is it. <laughs> when I lived on the west side, I felt like coming out this way was far, oh, and now yeah. I'm like, okay, either way, it doesn't matter what side of the Cleveland you're on. It's far when you come to the middle. It feels like I'm going to a different city. I really does. <laughs> no, thank you for having me. Thank. Oh. Of Thank course, you. yeah. <laughs> this is this is a lot of fun. Yeah. Not surprising that you came out the gate easy to talk to because it's kind of what you do, <laughs> but you got that kind of personality. I think that's why you've had success on air. You've had success, you know, doing these events, and I think you'll continue to have them too as well. So, I, again, I really, really appreciate I it. Love this that was a lot of fun. Vibes. Yeah. yeah, no, I had so much fun. Oh, good. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad. That's all I can hope for when anyone comes here. They just have fun. So, no, uh, I mean, your dogs are the best part. No, obviously. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hey, I have no problem with that. Roscoe gets way more love than I do. Stealing the shine. That's why there's no pictures of me on my page. It's just the guests and my dog. Oh, my gosh. It's so funny. Uh, So, yeah, thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, If anyone uh, I know... was paying attention over the last week. I know the the live show did have to get postponed. I'm working on a final date. I'm hoping to have that finalized this week. Um, Just scheduling and being an adult, which sucks, uh, just kind of happened. I got some work then that actually came up, and I was afraid I wasn't going to make it back in time because the show was on Friday. But um, I am almost certain I have a date I am almost certain I have a venue just kind of talking to a couple different places, places that I love too. So I'm really, really excited about that. It's going to be a really fun show, I think, once it's finally done. I just got to work out the details. But again, I'm hoping it'll be done this week. When it's done, I will make sure I put it out to everybody. I will make sure that everyone knows where it is. The tickets will be on sale. I'm definitely expecting to see a lot of for the former guests there because I've already talked to a lot of them as well. So that'll be a lot of fun. I kind of already have the format in mind too is what I want it to be, interactive, comedy, some music, if I can pull some of that mm. off too. So I'm really, really excited about that. So thank you everybody for being patient. Um, if you did not get uh, your refund, it'll be in your confirmation email if you bought tickets. If not, just reach out to me. I can walk it through it. It's really, really easy. But if you went through the event page, it's very, very easy to get it back. Um, so just reach out to me. A couple of you have, and we walked through it. It was no big deal. Um, outside of that, uh, thank you again. I really enjoyed no. talking to you. I'm, I'm really, I'm glad that you you made it out here. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah, no, thanks for the invite. I've r- had so much fun. Good, I'm glad. <laughs> and oh, what's your favorite Misfits song? Whew, oh man, I don't know. That's really hard. Ah, oh, it's terrible. Um, just because I never narrow down songs. I mostly am on the 
oh, I love the Halloween album, even though it's not Danzig and it's Michael Graves, but I still like Michael Graves a lot because his voice is different. I think he's more sing-songy than Danzig is, um, so you can tell the there's difference a big, between the two. There's a big group but, of people yeah. that actually like post that Danzig, like post Danzig yeah, yeah. Misfits. My, I think Michael Graves really does have more of a sing-songy voice. I he agree. Sings more than Danzig does. So um, that whole album, I really like a lot. Yeah. You know. So if I pick it out, that's the one I pick to play. Okay. <laughs> uh, if anyone likes a really weird melodic Danzig uh, uh, Misfits one, uh, I really like. Well, I guess just Danzig in general. But I always like just mm-hmm. like yeah, I did. I actually like post. Danzig more yeah, more yeah. I just did mm-hmm. and I like Danzig too yeah, yeah. I, I like no. a lot of his stuff I love you know like How the Gods Kill it's an amazing song mm-hmm. um, but yeah it's a specific kind of voice okay yeah totally different sorry she has she's rocking the Misfit <laughs> shirt so I, I, I had to ask you know I knew right away you weren't one of those people that wears a Metallica shirt but doesn't know oh, any Metallica man. songs I wouldn't but... even let my daughter do that I'd be ah, like yeah. you're not allowed to wear this shirt if you don't name if your you favorite can't album name. go change <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well that's it thank you again thank you alright